Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast that takes balls out to the next level. Here are two guys that never had river appended to their names as a description, Matt and Doug. What, are you fiddling with something? I just hear this. Oh, so, so, <laughs> half, a, half a bottle of Gatorade that my kids drank and left on the bar, and I was just kind of turning it in my hands, so I apologize. Should we start again, or should we just go with it? No, let's just go with it. Fuck it. So, uh, it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm great, man. I'm great. That's it. How are, how are, how are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. It, uh, we'll get into what's going on. Uh, this week was a little rough getting back to stuff because of things that happened at the tail end of last week. But mm-hmm. let's go ahead and just jump into. And now it's time for podcast housekeeping. I, I have to ask. It's it's been two weeks since our last kind of real podcast. Sure. Will anybody remember? Be, will, will anybody remember the housekeeping stuff that's going on? Uh no. But I I, oh. I don't have much. But the stuff I have, I think, is relevant. At least worth talking about. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So we were talk. We talked to cop about Connie Nielsen a couple of times, and I'm like, damn it, what was the last movie? That I just saw her in, and it was Nobody with Bob Odin Kirk. Who's in the he hospital? Just had, he just had a heart attack. So, great movie. All right. Still have not watched that. It's really good. It's it's definitely that and The Wrath of Man with Jason Statham. Definitely worth the watch, both of those. If you like good action films. I, I should have actually listened, re-listened to this portion of the Rivercast because I think there's going to be a couple of repeats here, but that's fine because there's a lot of people that might just have skipped that one. Mm-hmm. But I could not find anything on the impersonator from Cannonball Run, like what he's famous for. Other than being in Ghost? Yeah, and that was after Cannonball Run. Right. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find anything on him. Um, okay. Jackie Chan's first American movie, I know I did talk about this, was actually The Big Brawl, which came out the year before. And his car was a Subaru in the first Cannonball Run, even though they were Team Mitsubishi. In the sequel, okay. he did drive a Mitsubishi. All right. Um, two weeks ago, you were talking about your son wearing a pink shirt. And I'm like, well, did he have a feathery boa with it? <laughs> uh, but it, it just kind of reminded me of this clip. Very much indeed. Oh, totally. Nope, not that. What are you doing? What the fuck? What are you doing? Why is it? It's 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 labeled that. I I don't. I, I, don't. I, I think I, I might don't. I might have it in the wrong place. That would be okay. weird. So. Hey, has anyone seen my shirt? It's a uh, button down, like a a faded salmon color. You mean your pink shirt? <laughs> faded salmon color. No, I, I haven't seen your pink shirt. That that was in a couple of episodes, wasn't it? This with the salmon shirt. I I, I honestly don't know. Um, that I know that I, I know he broke into a girlfriend's house to to get it back. Okay, that wasn't one of the ones with the leather pants, was it? No, it was not the leather pants or the wheat teeth whitening or the the tan machine where right. he got blasted in the face twice. So did, Ross kind of became a, a buffoon in like the, mm-hmm. the later seasons of that show. Yes, he did. He was kind of the buffoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a little worried that for some reason all these are going to be wrong, but we will find out um, when we get to the next one. I had said something about Jan Michael Vincent lost most of, his, most of his limbs. That is actually incorrect. He lost one leg. How? Diabetes? Uh, no, and don't have that clip. No, it was uh, some kind of artery tightening thing 
where okay. it's actually common and you get gangrene in that limb. But he did have massive drug and alcohol issues, and he got well, he had yeah. several D, DUIs or DUIs. Okay. All right. Um, we talked about Terry Bradshaw chewing Red Man in the Cannonball Run, and we said, well, what's the other chew in the bag? Well, there's Big League Chew, uh, and then there's Beech Nut. Okay, is Beech Nut the one that has different flavors? I don't know. You asked me that question, and I think my answer was, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't know, and I should have a... I don't know! But <laughs> uh, the movie with uh, Charlie Sheen and yes, Emilio yeah, Estevez was Rated X. X. Yes, it's called Rated X. And yeah, that was Charlie Sheen, and they portray Jim and Artie Mitchell, who did Behind the Green Door. Right, you were right. You were right that it was Behind the Green Door. I was right that it was Charlie Sheen. Correct. Um, two weeks ago, I opened up a beer, and I'm like, ooh, 16 or 19.2 ounces. When, in fact, what is 19.2 ounces, Matt? I have no idea. Well, just play the clip. Oh. Well, we should do something very extrovert and very... No! Specific. Again! Honestly, I'm... All these are fucked up. Hold on one second. Hold, hold on. Let me, let me pause this. And we're going again now that I've fixed all of my fuck-ups. And I'm sorry, you were talking about um, oh, 19.2 ounces. I, I... 19.2 ounces and, and Matt, what is it? What is 19.2 ounces? So I'm going to cut it out to make it, it makes it look like I actually know what you're talking about. What's that? This, my friend, is a pint. It comes in pints. Oh, I'm getting one. So, uh, we, two weeks ago, we had talked about how we both had confused one of the guys in Cannonball Run is actually being Monkey Man. Mm-hmm. Monkey Man is Pat Roach, and the guy in Cannonball okay. Run was Robert Tressler. Which I do believe Clint Eastwood fought him in one of the Orangutan movies. I think that's the one, the fight that goes on, like, forever. No, no, that's, he fights a different, he fights a guy that, more housekeeping for next week with the Orangutan movies. Okay. It's not, it's not the bald dude. Okay, but that that is all I have for housekeeping. That's all, that is all I've got as well. What have you been up to? I want you to tell me. Hey man, what the fuck is new? I know you Now, th- this first thing I want to talk about is, might be a little bit uh, confusing, but it is. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. And, and when I was actually prepping for the podcast, I was wondering, what is the difference between that and... You know what really grinds my gears? The airing of the grievances, I think, is for something that's a little bit more. Yeah. It's it's personal and it also makes you a little bit angrier. So I think I think the airing of the grievances has to do with some with somebody you know. Grinds my gears is that person at the drive thru really pissed me off. Okay. That that that's one way to look at it. But okay. so we did a podcast uh last weekend in in the cabin and 
we had it all set up. We had three mics. We were going to, you know, bring somebody in, talk about this, bring somebody else in, talk about that. It would have been interesting and kind of cool to have a third person in person to talk about these things. And all of them flat out refused. So yes. Jerry, fuck you. Launcher, fuck you. <laughs> Scott, fuck you. I was really not happy about that. Yeah, I, I did get a an, an apology from Scott via text that said, yeah, listen to the Rivercast. We were a, kind of a bunch of dicks. And, it, and it wasn't, I think they were afraid that we were going to try to make them look stupid. And that was not the intent no, at all. of course not. And I think also the intimidation factor of, well, I was intimidated because you brought up all this equipment. I'm like, I, I was not expecting this. And I think here, you know, we we look like a couple of nerds with our headphones on and <laughs> and the microphones and your and your all your boards and all that stuff and the laptop. It, it certainly did not fit the aesthetic. The, exactly. Yes. Thank you. All right. And since you actually quantified or qualified what airing a grievance is, then I actually do have. You know what really grinds my gears? So, at the airport. Uh, well, first of all, I got delayed you dropped me off at the airport probably what about quarter after 10 mm-hmm. give or take mm-hmm. and i had an opportunity to catch an eleven thirty flight which was earlier than my 120 flight which would have been great because it would have got me back earlier and i was supposed to as it was standing go straight from the airport to my hockey game play hockey which would have been difficult but i have done it in years past i did not get out of madison's airport until six thirty, and my game started at 6.40 my time. So my game was almost over by the time I actually left Madison. Mm-hmm. And I did not go from Madison to Columbus. I went from Madison to Atlanta. And I was in Atlanta for two hours. And this is what really kind of pissed me off is, first of all, Atlanta was packed. The airport was packed. I have I don't think I've ever been in an airport that was that crowded before. Okay. And, you know, you have to wear a mask when you're on the plane when you're in the airport. So I was wearing a mask for like 15 hours straight. Oof, man, the same one? Yes. So I'm sure it was really fresh. Yes. Along with the rest of your body. Yeah, since, well, I'm sure somebody else, some lady that I was sitting next to in first class on the flight to Atlantis is on doing a podcast right now where she, her grinds, her gears thing is a guy who's sitting next to her in first class that just smells like ass. <laughs> Did you poop in the outhouse at all? Oh, yeah, several times. Okay. All right. But we'll get to that in a second. But I'm not done. Okay. So at the airport, two things. Number one, people that are wearing masks as a chin diaper. Yeah. If you got to, if you're going to wear it, wear it. Don't put it down because it serves no purpose. It just, if you're going to be a dick, just go the whole nine and be a complete dick and don't wear it at all. Okay. And the second thing is, and I've seen this everywhere, but I was in an especially crappy mood at the time is people who insist on talking on their phone on speaker in public or even worse they're doing like a facetime call yeah and i felt like walking behind this this chick and saying hey how's it going she's like do you mind this is private well if it's private don't have it on fucking speaker right so and that's what really grinds my gears okay did you want to keep going or or is it my turn we can go back and forth okay okay. are we getting into the river stuff now uh yeah why not because that's i mean that's pretty much the majority of what has happened to me since we last spoke. This is, uh, so we both discovered a new way of urinating. <laughs> and it's, it's been life changing. Lawn chair changed my life. Yes. Instead of just pulling your dong out and holding on to it, like either with, you know, full, 
full throttle grip, like I'm going to jerk off or just, you know, kind of pinching it with between two fingers. He says, no, man, pull everything out. The whole kit and caboodle, the beans and frakes, the balls, balls free. And your dick just sits on the balls and you don't have to touch your dick. And it's like, it's at like the perfect angle. Of course, unless you're in a cold pool, <laughs> then that could be a problem. It, but it just kind of, it just kind of rests on your balls as the whole thing is out. It's like using a just, pool cue. It, it, you can just kind of stand there and do the Superman pose with your you know, your hands on your hips and your elbows out and just be like, ah, it's great. I love it. And it after I started doing it, I was thinking, have I been doing this the whole time? Is this actually something new? I just never really thought about it. But no, I think this is a new thing. 49 yeah. years old. Yeah. New way to piss. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of dicks on the river, um, oh. found out something I did not know. <laughs> Do you, do you want to talk about this, Doug, or? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking about, um, one of our friends on the river has, has a huge dick. <laughs> oh, the leopard tail? Yeah. See, I do, I do about it because I lived with them and I, you know, and, and we would do, we would do a hot tub together and I'd just be like, you know, it'd be like, man, look at that thing. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple. He's walking out. Or he's just sitting there pissing, and you kind of look over, and you're like, my God. <laughs> it's like a hose. This is a giant cock. Yeah. <laughs> it was surreal. Yeah. What, 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 what was Jerry calling it? The leopard's tail? The leopard's tail, yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the other thing that was not explained from the open, which would not make sense to anybody, is the whole idea of appending river to our names. Right. So over the course of the last 10 plus years, there has been three occasions now, including this year, that somebody was really, really shit-faced on the river. Yes. And it has been one person named Brad, and it is one person named Chris. And they and were called River Brad River. or River Chris. Correct. And this this week, or this this time, we actually had the, the first introduction of Land Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where Brad was just hammered at the camp. but. Yeah. When we were on the river, I could see Brad was, he was teetering. Mm-hmm. He was like on the edge of going full river, Brad. Yes. And I, I had something that I, I figured could tip it over. And so what did I bring out to tip it over? Uh, you'll have to refresh my memory. Fireball. Oh, yes. I had these. That was, but that was on the river, though. Right? Yeah, that, that was, was on the river. Yeah, I'm talking about river Brad because, like I said, on the river he was like on the cusp of going full yes. river Brad. Yeah, yeah, yes. I had a little bit of that fireball, but it's not, that stuff's not real high proof. Yeah, it's it's not, but it, it you can feel it though. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you know, on on the river and actually at at the camp, everybody has certain assigned jobs, and sometimes you get certain nicknames assigned to them. Like I. This is the first year ever I did not cut the grass up no, the Shangri-La. You, no, the last two years we've had it cut. Really? Yep. I think usually I do at least like the parking lot area. Okay. But I did not have to this year. But Doug got a new role this year that he had never had before. Oh, boy. What's what's that? D- Doug is now the heater police. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the heater police. Uh, yeah. The, my canoe partner, he was, he, was, he was on heater number four before I even lit my first one i'm like hey man hey this this is a long day and i know you you only bring one pack so you better take it easy because you're not getting any of mine 
And then that same person, while we were back at camp, he was sitting, you know, nobody really drinks when we get back to camp. It's just kind not of after like, the river. No, not after the river. It's just kind of like we're going to eat and just chill out and then go to bed. Uh, which allows us then to get up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock the next morning, clean up, and get the fuck out of Dodge. But he was pretty fucked up. And he's sitting to the right of me. And he's he's one of those people, God love him, but he's always got his face buried in his phone, correct? Correct. Yeah. Loves his Facebook. And um, he's having a heater, and the smoke is coming right, right at me. And I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything. He'll be done with his heater soon, and then we'll be fine. And he puts it out, and I'm like, oh, thank God. And I'm not kidding. Three seconds later, he lights up another one. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> you, you just put one out. What are you doing? He's like, oh, did I really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you go sit to the left of me because I'm getting the smoke right in my face. And he he put that one down. He hotboxed that one down. And then within another five or ten seconds, he lit up another one. <laughs> yeah, and the thing you have to realize is, you know, you everybody, I think, has a dry box. Which is this yes. small, probably what, about six by four by three box that yeah. seals that you can put like your phone or your keys or anything that you don't want to get wet in it. But it's not large. You don't have like a huge expanse that you can put stuff in there. Right. For and, example, I keep a first aid kit in mine, a small roll of duct tape, a pocket knife, my smokes, a lighter. I don't, I don't bring my phone on the river. Right. But most people that smoke put their smokes in there mm-hmm. and almost there's always somebody who runs out of smokes on the river yes yes and you know they're not going to just not smoke then because then they're just going to bum off of whoever has them left correct and this usually happens on the latter half of the day on the river mm-hmm. and th- this is when people are not thinking that that straight and so how do they give like how do they pass the pack of cigarettes from one boat to another on a paddle yeah not, not the brightest <laughs> thing to do <laughs> no I- I've had I've had several of my lighters dropped in the water because my canoe partner puts his paddle behind him and goes, "Here, put the lighter on there," because he always <laughs> drops his lighter. I'm like, okay, and I so I always bring three lighters because I know I'm going to lose one or two of them because of this guy. Um, yeah, I, well, here's the thing: you lose concept your concept of time when you're on the river because nobody wears a watch. Like I said, I don't bring a phone. I don't know what time it is. It could be five minutes in between heaters, or it could be 30 minutes. You just don't know. But I'm in a different boat, and I just hear Doug bitching. My God, that's your fourth heater. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the heater, please. And, the uh, heater, please. Do, 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 do. Um, we, we were robbed of the experience of the Cave of Wisdom. Yeah, that sucked, man. We couldn't get into the cave because some other fuckers beat us there. Yeah. I mean, we could have waited. We could have done, you know, and usually when people are waiting, you're like, okay, you know, we did our thing. Let's move on. But it did, it, it looked like they were awfully comfy. Yeah. They they were, looked like they were camped for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Matt had an incident on the river. When you're feeling blue and there's nothing left to do, you can talk about poop, poop, poop. I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. You, you were kind of battling it. All day. Yeah, it was off and on. And actually, even before you get to the river part, uh-huh. I, we one of the things that is kind of a blessing is the few times that we are not at the cabin or on the river when you're at the bar for either picking up the canoes or you're at the bar to eat, which we actually did twice this year, is they have a bathroom. Yes. And it's awesome to actually be able to use a bathroom instead of using the two-holer. Mm-hmm. And when we were getting our canoes, 
I went into the bathroom after Doug. And Doug apparently wipes. <laughs> there was half a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> I kept on getting streaks, man. I couldn't get myself clean. So it's like, wipe again. Ah, oh, there's still brown on there. Wipe. And if I don't get all the brown out, I get itchy. <laughs> and it, but it was just sitting on top. It wasn't well, even flushed I, fl- I flushed twice and it wouldn't go down. And I wasn't going to go to the bartender and be like, hey, you got a plunger. Jen's home, so the dog is going crazy. Okay. But n- right. now go ahead and talk about on the river. Oh, okay. So, so you were having issues all day like, man, I got a shit, but I'm not ready. And finally we get to this point where it's not really an island. It's more kind of like a peninsula that comes out. And you kind of went around one side of it. <clears throat> and me being the good friend, I brought baby wipes, right? Yeah. And I went, and you were kind of, you were down, I don't know, 20 yards away. And so I brought those baby wipes to you. And what did I do while I was handing you the baby wipes? You were either turned away or you had like your hand over your eyes. Yes. For one of two reasons. Okay. One, I didn't want to see that your poop because it'd be like staring into the eyes of the devil. Okay. And second, I didn't want to lock eyes with you because if I did, I was afraid I was going to hear the theme to endless love in my head. <laughs> well, that was, that would have, you might have avoided it there, but you did end up seeing my ass about three hours later. You came into the Shangri-La, and it was when I was jumping out of my trunks and then back into my shorts. Okay, well, that's, I mean, you're going to see asses after you get off the river. But, yeah, and this little area that I went back through, the mud, when you'd step in it, you'd go down about half a foot Mm -hmm. at least. And I'm trying to stand there, and I'm trying to wiggle it out, and then then River Brad comes walking by. (laughs) Hey, man, how's it going? (laughs) But apparently I had not gone far enough around the bend so all the canoes that were kind of coming up the river could just see my white ass. Sure. And it is white. It is white. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's really, that's it, you know, in as usual, a not really eventful year, which is good. Nobody died. Nobody got sick. So you're done with so, the poop talk? I'm done with the poop talk. All right. All this talk of poo, I got to go drop a log. Oh, put it someplace I can find it. <laughs> I'm going to eat that guy's shit. I have, a, I have a couple more river things to talk about. Okay. All right. Rock on. So for entertainment, when we are at the Shangri-La, I think it's yours. There's a Bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. and random people connect to it with their phone and they play mm-hmm. like their, their playlist. Some people play from Spotify. Some people just play it like directly from their phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. So there, there was an incident with the yeah. Bluetooth speaker. Uh-huh. You, you want to, you want to talk about that? Well, I was in bed right next to this guy. I was in bed as well, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but I had headphones on, so I did not hear it. Yeah, I had my earbuds in, and all of a sudden, I'm just hearing porn comes barreling through the Bluetooth speaker, and I take my earbuds off, and I'm like, is that porn? And our friend Jerry, he's just giggling, because <laughs> he was he was the one that had it connected, listening to music before he went to bed, and so he wanted you guys, he wanted the guys out by the fire to think that. He was uh, looking at porn and was going to jerk off and forgot that he had it connected to the Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it, good tra- it, it was it was a good joke. If, if there is ever any question about it, uh, any any question about whether or not we are the old people on the river was definitely definitively decided this year. Yeah. It, two different instances. One was I was up at the jump point, and there was this kid. I can't remember the kid's name. Mason. Okay, they were trying Mason jump, Mason jump and, for a good a good ten minutes. Right, and it, it takes a while to climb up there. They were doing it when we came around the bend, parked. I climbed up there, and I get up to my jump point, which was 
a, you know, maybe 10 feet higher than what his was because there's a couple different levels. Mm-hmm. And the guy that was next to him was like, you have nothing to be afraid of. Look at this guy. He's going to jump. He's old. Yeah. How old are you? And I said, 49. And he's like, wow. And I'm like, what? You thought I was older? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, uh, there was a, a, a couple girls and I don't, girls, women, whatever, passed us on the river. And they were kind of like around the same area as us. And they said, how did we get stuck with the old fuckers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So that's all I have river-wise. It it happens. Um, So after I got home, got cleaned up, got all my shit put away, which it's a process, man. It takes a good hour and a half to empty the truck and clean out the cooler and hose down everything. Uh, I decided to take my boys to a movie. And this was going to be our first movie going experience since COVID. Right. And you uh, also have to, you know, you had to put all my leftover booze away. Yeah. And then I took all of your leftover booze from last year and I poured it down the sink because I'm like, okay, this PBR is a year old. Probably not good anymore. Nobody's going to drink it and it's probably not bad. So, I mean, amongst other cans that were in there that were just not going to get drunk. I mean, I probably dumped close to a case of beer down the sink that was over a year old. That Coors Light, Miller Light, shit like that, that just people bring or I have that nobody really drinks anymore. So <clears throat> looked at the time movie starts at three forty-five at the majestic, which is kind of the If you're familiar with Marcus cinemas, it's kind of the grandiose theater in the area. It's got the ultra screens. It's got the dream lounger chairs, which recline and, and are heated. Excellent. This will be perfect. We're going to see black widow. We get to the theater. We're 15 minutes early. I walk up. There's like, 12 cars in the parking lot. And I look on the marquee sign behind the ticket lady and it says sold out. And I'm like, uh, is that right? And she goes, yes, a private group bought out the theater. And I'm like, um, it should have said that online. And I just looked not that long ago. And she's like, oh, yeah, you have to actually have to click on the time to see if it's sold out or not. And I'm like, really? I'm like, it's not your fault, but come on, really? So she's like, okay, well, you can go to Delafield, which is, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes west, and that movie starts at, at 4.30. Okay, so we'll go there. We go to Delafield. Delafield's an older theater. Doesn't have the dream loungers. Doesn't have the big screen. Okay, we're just kind of sitting with the common folk. <laughs> and when you've been used to sitting in the dream loungers, going back to those regular seats sucks balls. So what has happened over the last year and a half of every time we watch a movie, my youngest, who is eight, asks lots of questions. And that's okay because we're in the comfort of our own home and there's we're not disturbing anybody. And he is constantly asking me questions. I'm like, dude, you got to be quiet, man. We're in the theater. There's other people around here. He's, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. And he's, he, he, he forgot probably about 20 times. <laughs> but, I, you know... With the tickets and the popcorn and everything, we dropped sixty bucks yep. for for the three of us. And I'm like, I should have just paid thirty bucks for it on Disney, and then I have it. It's not going anywhere. Yep. So it's it's, it's got to be something really really special that I've got to see in the theater now before I go back to the theater. Was it worth it? No, it okay. wasn't. My youngest saw it, and he said it wasn't very good. Yeah, I, it's. I, Brad, who had, who saw it on Disney, he's like, man, it was action packed. And there was some really 
long, drawn out, yawner parts that I was like, man, this is, this just isn't that great. Yeah, movie theater Brad is completely different. <clears throat> yeah. So not a fan. Not a fan of the movie theater experience any longer. Popcorn was dry. Soda was eh. Um, yeah. You heard that she, uh, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. is suing Disney because she says yeah. she's missing out on $50 million because yeah. they did the simultaneous home release. Right, and I, I think it's probably in her contract that says movie theater or box office pull, and that does not include the streaming. Right, yeah. and as much as she's probably right, there's a couple things here. Number one, I feel very, it's very hard for me to feel sympathy for somebody that is already getting paid $20 million for something mm -hmm. that she's missing out on an additional 50. Right. And in addition to that, is Scarlett Johansson worth, does she bring $70 million to the box office table? No. No, she, she does doesn't. Not. Yeah. I, I don't think she's, I think her moment in the sun has, has passed. I don't think she's a leading lady. She was a great supporting character in an ensemble, but I don't think she's going to hold well, any more movies by herself. Well, she's done. I mean, this yeah, was her last I mean, MCU one. Yeah, but I mean, she's done Lucy and what, what's, what are some of the other Ghost movies? Ghost in the Shell. <clears throat> which was horrible. That was a shit show. She did the one where she's totally naked and there's the black oil. Yeah, I, it's her body's not as great as I thought it was going to be. And that movie makes no fucking sense at all. No. Yeah. Um, and then she's well, done I've, a bunch I've, of Woody I've, Allen films. I've only seen the nudity part. I haven't seen the rest of it. Uh, it okay. Yeah, not missing a whole bunch. But all right. So I had my I've had this light the the emergency brake light on my car goes on goes off goes on goes off. If you just kick the emergency brake lever, it'll mm -hmm. go off. Mm -hmm. But. I, okay, I'm going to go get it checked out um, just because I'm not the only one driving that car. Just make sure that it's not anything that is dangerous, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. So you want to take a, gand, a guess as to what my bill was to get my car back. $413.76. You are way, way off. High or low? Uh, you're way low. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, not going to guess I, again? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, an RCH Matt, Matt, under three Matt. large. Uh, really? Yeah. What the fuck? What, what? Did they have to install a new seat? <laughs> no, they had to. Uh, there was a cracked ball joint, and all my brakes had to be replaced. All my tires had to be replaced. Oh, well, I mean. I mean, I mean it, it wasn't that, but they did say... Well, here, here's the beauty is when, when I was taking it in originally, there is something else that's been wrong with my car for years because you have a fob and at least with my car, you don't have to use the key for anything. You, you mm -hmm. can unlock it. You don't even need to take the fob out. You just got to press the little thing and it unlocks. Right. Right. And my fob, the battery in my fob had died about six months ago and you have the little key that you can pull out. Mm -hmm. That key did not work. Mm -hmm. It would, it would turn, but it wouldn't unlock the, the door. And we had had the power locks on the driver's side, which is the only one that has the key component to it, fixed like four years ago. And it probably has been broken since then because I've never tried to actually use the key. Okay. And they said, well, it'll, it'll cost $150 just for us to look at it. <laughs> and then that 150 would be taken off of whatever else. When they gave me like the what the total bill was, not including that, 
I said, is that with tax or without tax? And they said, oh, don't worry about it. We're, we won't charge you tax, which I don't know how they can do. Yeah, I don't either. And they said, and, you know, we'll also fix the door part for free as well. So, okay. so you know, trying to, you know, find that silver lining of the $3,000 bill I got. Okay. Okay. But that's um, all I have. All right. I, yesterday I had coffee with friend of Doug Tracy, who has been on this podcast. She did the Thanksgiving podcast with us in planes, trains, and automobiles. Correct. I was a little surprised that she reached out to me because, I mean, I, I like Tracy. She's she's a terrific person, but we've never been, like, super close. Um, Minus prob- the sex thing, but yeah. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I mean, probably got to know her better during the podcast than, you know, any other time in our relationship. So, but it was great, man. It was, you know, she's a, she's a super easy person to talk to. Um, and I really enjoyed her company and I had a nice time having coffee with her. And, and what did she get you as a gift? We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. So is you have anything else? I, I have nothing else. Okay. That dog got it again. Guess that sound and you are awesome. What movie will it be from? I really want to know. My week, my clips. There are three mm-hmm. of them. Oh, boy. Uh, the first one, you'll either get it or you won't. Okay. And then... Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's binary. You will get it or you will not. The uh-huh. second one should give it to you. And okay. The, and then the third one definitely will. Okay. But it's kind of timely. That is the one hint I will give you. It's timely. Yes. All right. It's not from Time Bandits, is it? <laughs> no, it is not. Okay. All right. Any guesses? No, no, I have no guess. Okay, this is this should give it to you. Okay. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. The speed's good, boys. Keep it coming. Breaking through. See some light. I'm in some kind of a chamber. Tile work. Is that Jeff Bridges? No. The voice should should be what... Actually, the voice is should be what gave it to you. Uh, I still don't got it, man. Slime! It's a river of slime! Oh, Ghostbusters 2? Okay. All right, I've only seen that movie once. Okay. Yeah, and the reason it's timely is because the latest trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife has come yeah. out in the last week or so. Yeah, I thought Ghostbusters was supposed to be a comedy. Well, I mean, if if you actually look at the original trailer for the original Ghostbusters, it does not present as a comedy either. Oh, okay. I mean, it right. was a comedy, but I mean, it just doesn't yes. look that way. Sure. Okay. So, Thirsty? I am. Talking for 
thought you said I could I I couldn't find the one I was looking for. You know, I actually forgot my my little mug, but I will I'll make do. I'll, I'll send a text and get it delivered to me. So I am drinking a uh Seagram's Classic Lime Margarita. Mm. How's that go with your vagina? Fits right in. That's not bad. Okay. Well, friend of Doug Tracy bought me a 12-pack of beer from Indiana, uh, from Bloomington, Indiana. It's uh, Upland Brewing Company, and this is so it's a it's a 12-pack, but it's it's four different varieties, and this is the Dragonfly IPA. Um, so she said it's been in her trunk. I don't know. Is that the best way to store booze? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Mmm, that is quite tasty. Wow. I really like that. Oh, that's good. So it's, so she brought you something. Did you return the favor? No, I did not. And we had a conversation about that. And she said, oh, I really would have enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you actually you did not? I did not. Oh, I thought you were going to. No, because you said I should. Oh, yeah. Well, I, since when do you listen to me? <laughs> a lot. You're 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 one of the three moral guideposts in my life, Matt. That's not good, Doug. No, probably not. <laughs> not not great, Bob. Oh. Okay. Not great, Bob. <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah. All right, so ready for? Thank you. Uh, ready uh, for the movie itself? I am. Uh, I got a bad feeling about this. Okay, so let's talk about movies. Oh, they're from the So Time Bandits was released. Yeah, really? Are you really gonna do that? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I, uh, what do you mean? No song? No no made up song? I even gave you one. I gave you one off the top of my head. I'm like, Matt, run with it. This is this is what you're doing. Okay. I, I wanna just rewind the podcast a little bit here. My name is James Bond. Yeah, maybe you should hang up, hang up the old uh, singing pipes, man. See, Doug, did I lose Doug? Songs Matt does bad songs. Well, I, I I lost you for a second there. I didn't hear the first part of what you said. I said that was our run. That's kind of our running bit. Doug does Doug does good songs. Matt does bad songs. <sighs> Well, if I was to do a song, okay, it would have been something like this. Okay. On the run, cause we stole the map, being chased by God, running out of Kevin's closet. Traveling time and stealing shit, then onto the next place. Napoleon's a little fucker. That evil is a dick, and he wants to escape hell. All we are is just time bandits. Together we are strong and we will become
become rich All we are is just time bandits Little people Are you dying there? Time bandits. You missed half of it because you disconnected. I, I know. I got. I saw. I couldn't. I, I'll listen to it tomorrow. So, but Time Bandits was released on November sixth, nineteen eighty one. It was directed by Terry Gilliam and written by Gilliam and Michael Palin. Those two, along with John Cleese, appeared in the film and are best known as being part of Monty Python. Graham Chapman and Terry Jones, the other Python members, did not appear in this film. It stars Craig Warnock, who did nothing else. David Rapoport, who apparently is a prick, Kenny Baker, Malcolm Dixon, Mike Edmonds, Jack Purvis, and Tiny Ross, all of which are best known for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, they were the stormtroopers. <laughs> the last starring role was David Warner, best known for being Lovejoy in Titanic. In smaller roles, it had Sean Connery, best known for his love of domestic violence, Shelley Duvall, best known as Doug's masturbatory fantasy, which we we'll get in. Cover, we, yeah, we should probably cover that. <laughs> Catherine Helmond, <laughs> best known for soap. Ian and Hol- who's the no? Who's the boss, man? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know her. I know her better from Who's the Boss. I so. well, there's a Who's the Boss thing later. Um, mm-hmm. Ian Holm, best known for the Lord of the Rings movies. By the way, Holm and Warner also appeared together in SOS Titanic, meaning yes. that Warner has appeared in at least three different Titanic films. Hey, how about that? Lastly, Ralph Richardson from Dragon Slayer and Peter Vaughn from Brazil also appear. Mm-hmm. It grossed $42 million on a $5 million budget. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 90 with critics and 77 with audiences. How did it get 90? Pop quiz, hot shot! I'm sorry, go ahead. How did it get 90% by critics? That's a good question. Um, but pop quiz. Okay. Who financed this film? George Harrison. Apparently, you, you read IMDb as well. Yes, and the closing song to this film was a George Harrison song that Terry Gilliam did not want in the movie at all. Apparently, said, they, hey, fucker, we gave you money. Otherwise, it wouldn't have got made. And right. Therefore, because, they would put in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no studio wanted to make this movie. So, so. now it's time for... Welcome back. You've been on this show before. Welcome back. How many times does this make it? Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with zero. I thought it was zero. That is okay. incorrect. The correct answer okay. is four. Really? Kenny Baker, Malcolm Dixon, Mike Edmonds, and Tiny Ross were all in Flash Gordon. Wow. Okay. If you remember at the very beginning when they first get to Ming's planet and they have all the different, there's one group of little people. I guess there's a little people planet. That was them. Oh, okay. How about that? So we start the movie and there's Mm -hmm. a... Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you see this in the theater? No, I did not see this in the theater. Okay. I did with my mom and my brother. And we got about two minutes into this and my mom is like, what the hell is this? She thought she thought we were going to see the Dark Crystal. Okay. <laughs> and because 
in the trailer, apparently, it gives nothing away about the movie. Nope, nothing at all. Jen watched half of the trailer and said, I'm out. I'm not watching this. Oh, so she didn't watch this nope. movie at all? No, she did not watch it at all. <laughs> all right. Okay. So but when did when when did you see it? I saw it when it first came to, like, select TV. Okay. I mean, I saw it probably in 82. All right. Okay. I, I mean, I remember as a kid being blown away. <laughs> That Indiana beer that Tracy got me. Whew. Um, I remember being blown away as a kid after seeing it in the theater. It is, you know, I, I don't want to bury the lead. It is not what I expected. Okay. But the, the credits sequence starts, and the credit sequence, incredibly complex to do then, would have mm-hmm. been incredibly easy to do today. You could do it on a home PC very easily. Yeah, all of the uh, the bit characters who had, like, cameos... Are are build first? Yeah, Sean Connery and <laughs> yeah, none of the, none of the little people who are the stars of this movie are are build right. And uh, and that's I I should have said this up at the top. And I've I've tried to do this, and it's in my notes this way. I think little people is the preferred way to describe people of short stature, uh, or dwarfs. That's how they're labeled in the closed captioning. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to say little people because I'm going to okay. err on the side of caution, which is why in the song, and I think you were back for the part of the song where I said, little people. Yes. Yes. You didn't say midgets. No, I didn't. <laughs> so the the movie, it starts after, after the credits and they're closing in. And did you recognize what they're closing in on? The map. Privet Drive. Okay. Do you know what Privet Drive is? Is that in uh, Harry Potter? You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. Oh, that's, that was a guess. Okay. But All right. inside of what we'll find out is Kevin's parents' house. Mm-hmm. His parents are watching some kind of weird TV show. And a question I had is, when does this t- take place? Is this a film that takes place in like the 1981 present? Yes, I believe it is. Because, yeah, I mean, they're, they've got all of the modern modern appliances uh, it's obviously a color television, right? Are you are you thinking that maybe it's, it's this is supposed to take place in the future, like a fake future? Because they ah, they're talking okay. about automated households, okay. and, and the kitchen being automated, and there's a lot of stuff that kind of pointed to it being almost like that Back to the Future two thing with the Pizza Hut, where they just reconstitute the the pizza. Okay, yeah, but did you recognize the game show host? No, I did not. He's the dean. In Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Sure. And his parents, their furniture is all covered in clear plastic. Yeah. Did you ever experience that? I don't think so. I think that was more of a grandmother thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think my grandparents really cared because they all smoked in their house. So it's there's probably like ash burns on all their furniture. Okay. But as I had said, you know, they're talking kitchen of the future and they're talking about instant food. And then we're introduced to Kevin, who reminded me of probably what Doug was like as a child. No, I was not like that. Because, yeah, Kevin, he obviously wants attention from his parents, and his parents clearly do not give a shit about him. But he's giving facts about Greek warriors. Yeah, and, you know, he he gives facts like this. Did you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. <laughs> you had sports me at Jerry, hello. <coughs> Jerry Maguire's a sports movie, right? 
Is it a sports movie though? I think it is. I think it's a sports movie. I, I your definition of like what genre a film falls under is suspect. And that all goes you back what, to man? like what you classify as a musical and what you classify as not a musical. You know what? Sit on it, Posse. <laughs> a <laughs> But uh Kevin has to go to bed because it's his bedtime. And what time is it? I don't know. Nine o'clock. Or it's in my notes, light. nine o'clock. Nine o'clock? Yeah. Nine o'clock. Um But he's in bed. But wait, there's... wait, wait. Before before you go down that road. Okay. Nine in obviously with your parents in absentia, you probably did not have a bedtime to speak of when you were a kid, right? I did. I think so. I think. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, we both have issues tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I remember watching like real people and then having to go bed to bed right after real people. So probably eight o'clock. And then on Fridays, I think it was nine o'clock because we would watch The Love Boat and then Fantasy Island. Okay. Um, it was Real People, and then what was the one with? Um, You're not talking about PM Magazine, are you? No, it's not PM Magazine. Real People. Look it up. It's a real show. I know what Real People is. I remember the show, but do you remember PM Magazine? No. What, what, what was the show with Fran Tarkington? Oh, uh, that's incredible. That, yes. Okay. Yeah, or going to, and that, real people, and that's incredible was on at seven o'clock, and then I'd have to go to bed. That was and Monday, was a, wasn't it? Wasn't that's incredible I, on Monday? I, man, I don't know. Now you're, I don't know. But, you know, it was always, okay, go put your pajamas on, go brush your teeth, and then, I don't even think I got tucked in. I think I'd just come out, give my parents a kiss, and then go put myself to bed. And now, with my kids, it's like a whole fucking hour long routine of reading them stories and, singing to them and giving them arm tickles and shit like that. Um, and I've given up. I'm just like, you know, hon, this, you created this monster. You own this monster. <laughs> I, I remember this and I think, I think pretty sure we've actually talked about this on the podcast, but do you remember when you stopped like kissing your parents? Good night. <sighs> Not really. I, I probably fifth grade with my dad and then with my mom, you know, I still kissed her on the lips up until I think after I got married, I was just like, okay, I'm not kissing you on the lips anymore. Yeah. I, for me, it I, was... mean, it's, I mean, I mean, it's in my twenties, she still slipped me the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but okay. <laughs> but I, after I got married, it was just like, okay, no, these lips are reserved for my missus and that's it. And there would be times where she would come in. And try and give me, I'd be like, yeah, I did the, the Jerry Seinfeld turn of the head. Sure. To the cheek. And after a couple of times, she, I think she finally said, okay, I got it. And then she tried kissing my kids on the lips a couple of times. And I was, I'm just like, mom, we, we don't kiss our kids on the lips. Okay. Yes, yeah, we were so, with grandparents. So, cause my grandparents or my grandmother, I should say, did that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of had to put a stop to it and I felt bad, but cause that's her thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's even like, like friends' wives who have tried going in to kiss me on the lips, I'm always nope, nope. Here's the cheek, thanks. But see, I do the opposite. They go to kiss my cheek, and I turn my head to real quick, so I, I get them on the lips. Or you like grab a chair real quick and stick your dick out. <laughs> so you want some popcorn? No, but I stopped kissing my my parents. Good night. Doug has left again. All right, he's back. Mm-hmm. But when I never left, I'm here. When I started drinking and and smoking. 
because I didn't uh, want them to. And then the few times that I had to go in, I had, I made sure like to go to the gas station and just, oh, I got gas. That's why I smell like gas because <laughs> that wasn't okay. obvious. All right. So like 10. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, right, the, back, the show back, that back. the show that the parents were watching, do you know what the name of the show was? Your Money or Your Life. Right. Exactly. And the kid is reading in bed. Mm-hmm. But there's a rattling. And I in the song, I called it the closet. And actually, okay. I think you called it it's a closet a, in your... It's a no, wardrobe. It's, it's, it's a wardrobe, yes. And, and what happens with the wardrobe? Some... A horse comes out, and it, did, did it have a knight, or did it have, like, a weird creature that was riding? I thought it was a knight that was on it. Yeah, but, okay, so it comes crashing through, and it made this noise. Did you recognize that noise when you heard it? Yeah, it's, it's from Crawl. Yes, exactly. No, I did not recognize it. Oh, okay, yeah, that's one of the bad guys getting killed in Crawl. And apparently that was a noise that was... Like stock footage? Stock yes, audio clips? Stock audio that was that was played in a lot of British television shows. But... In his bedroom, he can actually see the forest where the the horse has run, and then he hides under his covers, mm-hmm. comes back out, and everything's back to normal. Correct. And the next day, um, he actually in my notes it says, "I think he took a gummy before bed." <laughs> but his dad busts in. He's like, "What's all that noise?" Yeah, it's, it's all that. How, what's and, all and, this then? And how do you go to bed after that? <laughs> You don't. No. There's no way you go, go go fall asleep after something like that happens. But the next day, he wants to go to bed early. But hold, mom is making some weird shake. Right. And, and they're still talking about appliances. And Kevin has this conversation with his dad. Dad, it's funny. What's funny? Well, whenever we cook inside, mom always does the cooking. But whenever we cook outside, you always do it. How come? Well, it's sort of traditional, I guess. Uh, you know, they say a woman's place is in the home, and uh, I suppose as long as she's in the home, she might as well be in the kitchen. I'm telling you, man, leave it to Beaver. So progressive. <laughs> I, I don't know if that would fly today. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm guessing probably not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he, what, goes to, when he, he goes to bed, and he grabs a flashlight and the Polaroid camera. Right. And did you notice, and I noticed some of it, not all of it, Everything that is in this movie is in his room. Yes. I mean, all the the knights, the Napoleonic stuff, everything tank, is in tank, his Yeah, it's all Legos. in his room. Yes. And he falls asleep, and I meant to pull a clip from Friends. You fell asleep? <laughs> 12 <laughs> pages. Six, you know, 16? Front, I don't know. Yeah, 12 or 16, front <laughs> and back. Yeah. Well, have fun keeping yourself warm at night. Don't worry. I still have your letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is from the one where she, she balds. Rachel convinces, uh, Ross's girlfriend to shave her head. Oh, yeah. That, and at that's the beach ben house. Stiller. That's Ben Stiller's wife. And that is also the one where Chandler pees on Monica. No, Joey pees on Monica. And yeah. I would pee on you too. Oh, is that what it, uh, okay. Well, that's yeah, definitely Chan- something I'm Ch- Chandler couldn't do it. So Joey, Joey's like, I stood up. Or, I don't think, I think it was Chandler. No. Nope, I, I think it, you, you want, okay. What do you want to bet? Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks that it was Chandler that did it. Chandler tried doing it and he couldn't. No, Joey tried to do it. No. I stepped up. 
but I couldn't do it. I got stage fright. And then at the end, Monica says, you will always be the guy that peed on me to Chandler. No, no, no. It was, it was Joey that peed on her. But he's, and, he's waiting for the horse again. Okay. Yes. And he's falling asleep. And then mm-hmm. what happens? The wardrobe starts shaking. No, before that, I, their little toy robot. Say that okay. quick five times. But anyway, a toy robot goes off and then he falls asleep. And then there is a rattling of his wardrobe again. But it is not a horse that comes out. What happens? It's six little people. Yeah, and I actually have the clip from it. Hold on a second. Okay. There's one. <laughs> and then another one. Um, and then another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it continues, but yes. you get and the it, point. What's, and what's great about this is that each one of them has a different hat from a dis- different historical uh, era. The the main guy, Randall, has like a P-51 pilot's helmet. One guy has a pirate's hat. One guy has a Civil War hat. One guy has a Viking helmet with one horn missing. And then there's poor Kenny Baker. Who's a colander. He's got a colander on his head with a candle on the top. Yeah, I I did not separate who is who. I have R2 and Randall. And that's about it, right? For right. for these characters, yeah, yeah. And Randall, the guy who plays Randall, David Rappaport, he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of the main guy. He's kind of their leader, and he was under the impression that he got hired not because he was a little person, but because of his acting prowess. Yeah, and apparently and, he was kind of a douche to everybody. Yes, yeah, nobody liked him. But and he, the, most of these guys, like, work together lived, on a bunch of shit. And they lived long lives, like into their 70s and 80s, which is uncommon for little people, except for Rappaport. Do you know how, how Rappaport died? Oh, did he Michael Hutchins himself? He No, he ate a bullet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But actually, because Kenny Baker died probably 10 years ago. Oh, I want to say it, was, it wasn't that long ago. Because, I mean, he, he made it through the prequels. He did. He was not around for the sequel trilogy. He didn't do Force Awakens? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Well, I mean, R2-D2 is in there for like a, you know, a hot minute. Right. And that's it. But the, the the kid, Kevin, goes for his flashlight and he turns it on and then one of the little people starts shooting a machine gun. <laughs> in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they don't know where they are and they don't know who Kevin is, so they do this to him. <laughs> who are you? That's not him. It didn't sound like him, did it? It doesn't even look like him. It isn't him. Let's get him! And then all of... Go ahead. They they beat the shit out of him. And again, I have another note here about Kramer getting the shit kicked out of him by the karate kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where they, they, they attack him in an alley. Yeah. But... um. They, they are looking for a way out and they start pushing on a wall mm-hmm. and then the wall starts coming out or starts moving, but then the wardrobe opens and there is this giant floating head and it says this. Return the map. It will bring you great danger. Stop now. And you want to follow that up? Oh, when Brian and Stewie are on mushrooms? 
That actually made me laugh when I when I heard it. <laughs> okay, yeah, a lot of the science behind this map doesn't make sense, and it doesn't. It, it, there's it. What's the word I'm looking for? There's not a lot of consistency. No, no. There's and yeah, there's the internal logic doesn't kind of add up, mm-hmm. and how they get from here to there and blah blah. It, it none of it really makes any sense. But maybe that will actually be explored in the new Time Bandits uh, TV show that's coming out. Are you serious? Absolutely, one hundred percent serious. That is awesome. <laughs> but th- they're pushing this this wall back, and then after the head comes out, Kevin joins all the little people as they're pushing the wall, and the wall yeah, kind of falls off. But the wall, it, it, it's, I mean, what, does that hallway go on for, what, 100 yards that they've been pushing this thing? It, and it's it the, goes a the, ways. The tunnel is, the, the whole tunnel is like the wallpaper that was inside of the room. It's like. It's 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 a cool effect. It's very it, train spotting used something very similar, which I know okay. we talked about train spotting two weeks ago, and you've only seen it once. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But um, the only thing I remember about that movie is him climbing into the toilet of shit to get his suppositories. Right, and after the wall falls, do they fall or do they jump? I don't know. It's it's kind of difficult to tell with little people if they jump or fall. Well, actually, on from one angle, they they jump. And then okay. when they show that the angle from below the wall, um, they fall or vice okay. versa. So it's not very consistent. All right. And but a hole in the sky opens up, and there's a little farm area, and mm-hmm. they fall. Right. And this is where I actually do have some of the names, and this is the only time they appear. Fidget or R two has okay. a colander, and then Vermin is eating a chicken because he eats everything, which he comes eats up. Every- yeah. And the, the kid just takes off, mm-hmm. running away. And in my notes, it says, can, can little people run fast? No. Is there well, like can... an Olympics for or not? I mean, is, you know, like there's different things like Paralympics or is there anything for that? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But yeah, he, who does he run into? Some French soldiers. Yeah, a bunch of Napoleonic soldiers. And they immediately um, surrender to the kid. Yes. Because they're French. Mm-hmm. And this is something you probably would have known right away or remembered from having seen it. But my question was, what war is this? Uh, are they in Russia? Are they... They're in um, France because it's Castiglione. Oh, Cast... Yeah. Frank, Frank Castle's real name. Yeah. Yes. But... Yeah, okay. So why are... They, I mean... I don't recall Napoleon having any battles in France. I don't know. That's uh, definitely was, a hole in my historical he knowledge. Was, he, he was kind of an expansionist. Yeah, he wasn't like Hitler, much internal. Like, like, like Hitler. Well, you know, Hitler did have some battles in Germany at the yes, tail end. Yes, but I don't think... I, I, I don't think... I think they were defeated at the Battle of Waterloo, which, was in, which is in Belgium, I believe. Okay. I could be wrong, um, and but I don't. Th- I I think they just kind of retreated to France, and I don't know if there were any battles in France. I mean, it sure seemed like Napoleon later on is pretty chill. Like he doesn't seem like he's. Oh my God, my country is being overrun. No, no, he seems totally, you know, absolutely one hundred percent relaxed. Mm-hmm. But somebody says Napoleon, and then there are lots of people that are walking 
the other way, including mm-hmm. lots of old bags. Yes. And they're telling Kevin to come with them. And then the little people grab him and we find out what year it is. What year is it? I don't know. 1796. Okay. So now we need to look up, you know, what happened with Napoleon in 1796. Yeah. You could connect those dots. But there's some infighting amongst the little people about what to do next. And there's this exchange about who is the leader. Mm Mm-hmm. You want to be leader of this gang? Oh, we agreed no leader. Right. So shut up and do as I say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He is pretty good. Well, he's an asshole or was an asshole in real life. He's pretty good in this film. Yeah. Honestly, the the acting outside of possibly Michael Palin is not bad in this film. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Michael Palin is Michael Palin in this film. And John Cleese is John Cleese in this film. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think John Cleese is a little bit more, uh, less of a, almost a, uh, what do I want? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, when something's exact, he's less of an exaggerated personality. Okay. Um, caricature is the word I'm looking for, where Michael Palin's character is a little bit more of a caricature and John Cleese's character is just British. Yes. Right. But there's a guy on fire, just jumps into the river. Mm-hmm. And, all of the little people. What are what are all the little people in? Um, a boat. Yeah, they're in a boat. Okay. And this is when Kevin finds out what it is they actually do. Yeah, they're basically they're just robbers. After all your posturing, all your little speeches, you're nothing but a common thief. I'm an exceptional thief, Mrs. McLean. And since I'm moving up to kidnapping, you should be more polite. I would assume that Rickman actually shared the screen with at least some of these guys if they lived long enough. Or I, I, I would have to say, say that Rickman probably shared the screen with quite a few of the people in this film. Yeah, I mean, if any of them were still around when any of the Harry Potter films were being made, I would assume that they would have had maybe not scenes with him, but they would have had roles probably at Gringotts or something. Okay. All right. But yeah, now they are at a puppet show. No, before the puppet show, there's a couple firing squads with a bunch of people being killed. And actually, the same group of people is killed twice. Oh, are they? Yeah. Nice. But the the thing, this this is where it actually stood out to me, and it actually is true throughout the entire film. The sets, and they're not really sets for the most part. They're actually locations. Mm -hmm. And this film are actually really, really good. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're big. It's, this is a large production. I but mean, this is, this is, this, they, they did not really hold anything back, I felt. I mean, it's, you could, you, if this movie was made today, there'd be a shit ton of CGI. Right, that yeah. Just was, that just was not available in 82. Right, and they didn't use like matte paintings. They had like physical sets for almost everything. Sure. But they are at a puppet show, and who's watching the puppet show? Napoleon. And the puppet husband is beating the puppet wife. Yes. And Napoleon really gets a kick out of little things kicking the shit out of other little things. Yeah, and that's Ian Holm. That's who played uh, Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings movies. Right. And he's been in a ton of things. And somebody's talking to Napoleon about his height. Mm -hmm. And then the puppeteer gets shot. Yes. And the owner of the theater comes out and he is talking about the other acts that he has. But Napoleon wants none of any of them. What does Napoleon want? Uh, oh, 
I have is Napoleon is not happy. I don't know what he wants. He so wants I, little things hitting each other. Okay. All right. So, so you know, so yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I've got. Yeah, he wants little guys hitting each other, and the our our time bandits they hand over some music sheets to the band. Which, right. Where but do, but they, even do, before that, though, okay. uh, they just they just carry him with them. But okay. um, the, the theater guy is about to shoot himself. When, yes. when the little people show up and you're right, they do have sheet music for some reason. I didn't even pick up on the fact that why the fuck would they have sheet music to what is modern music? Me and my shadow. Yeah. And they perform. Yes. <laughs> This whole sequence, as they're kind of like hitting each other as they're singing, reminded me a lot of the Three Stooges. Oh my god, that's in my notes. Turns into a Three Stooges bit. Yeah. That's what I've got. But you know what the stage reminded me of? No. About the same size and about the same quality of when I was in Amsterdam with our friend Jerry. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at a bar all day just drinking Heineken's and smoking Thai sticks, which are basically cigarettes that are half tobacco, half marijuana, and then dipped in opium. Okay. That was fun. Uh, and we we're just hanging out at this bar watching soccer games and talking to all these people and making new friends. And when we got into the red light district, it was kind of dead. It was kind of like mid-afternoon. And when we got out, it was dark. And there were fucking soccer hooligans everywhere because there was just a big <laughs> soccer match. And all the hot chicks were in the, the hooker windows uh, where you could go get a hooker. And we, <laughs> see this, we see this sign, live sex show. Hey, let's go, let's, let's go check that out. So you had to go into this one building to buy tickets. And then leave that building, go across the street, go into another building, and then walk up these like really kind of shady stairs to this very narrow, dark hallway. And then you come out and you're in kind of this room where it's wooden tables and wooden chairs with just this shitty stage. And sure as shit, we watched a live sex show. Yeah, I... You know... It was weird, man. It It was weird because... The first thing that we saw was this chick that came out and she was doing, she was like, a, she was basically like a stripper, but it was to classical music and she was doing ballerina moves. And then she pulled out a cigar and she started it smoking it. Yeah. No, in her pussy. And she was blowing out smoke rings out of her cooch. And we we're like, okay, well, that was impressive. And then the dude and the chick came out and they came out kind of like marching fully clothed to the, from Full Metal Jacket, this is my rifle, this is my gun, okay. this is for fighting, this is for fun. And they went through the whole thing where he chowed her box, she sucked his dick, he fucked her, a couple of different positions. Obviously, no money shot because they have to perform this. Over and over seven. and over again. Yeah. And and I looked at Jerry and I'm like, hey, you seen enough? He's like, yeah, man, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never been to Amsterdam. And okay. if I was, would I go to a show like that i I would think i probably would i don't know what it would how what my reaction to it would be yeah uh, it, it's not like uh like a Times square thing back in the day where you know you're in your own little private booth and it's it's not that kind of vibe though 
it didn't do anything for me. And I don't know if it was because I was kind of fucked up or if it was just kind of like, this is weird, man. Yeah. You know? it, it's, yeah. So. But um, the curtain's anyway. drawn. <laughs> and the, the theater guy is going to hang himself. And Napoleon right. comes back. And, and he, can, he, yeah, he, he loved it. Yeah, he congratulates the theater owner. And then what, does he, what does he accidentally do? Does he hang himself? Yeah, he accidentally. How, how, how did I not catch that? Yeah, he hangs himself. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Napoleon is incredibly happy. Because he he's not the little guy anymore. <laughs> yeah. This, this, he dismisses the, his generals and basically turns, gives the little people, the bandits, generalships. And I, you know, all, they, they show all the generals kind of out in the street and they're all in their thermals or whatever they'd be called. Is it the kind of long underwear where it has the two little buttons on the back hatch? The flap? That, that, that flaps down so you can poop? I, I don't know, but I just, I can't imagine that something that would fit someone of like 5'10 height would fit somebody of, uh, you know, 4'4 four, four height. I think oh, there would be these, issues these clo- with, the, with the clothing. These clothes, these jackets are clearly too big for them. But they're at dinner, and they all have the, the French general hats on, um, and they see the gold. And their eyes light up. And what painting is prominently there? I don't know, man. Mona Lisa. It was, I was going to say the Mona Lisa just for shits and giggles, but okay, so it was the Mona Lisa. And All right. we're introduced to River Napoleon, just yeah. absolutely hammered. Yes. And the little people are, they're well, tired he, of his talking. But he, yeah, he passes out after talking about all the other short world leaders. And he says that he's 5'1". But I guess in real life, Napoleon 5'4". 5'6". Five, oh, 5'6", okay. And Ian Holm is 5'6". And, you know, one of the guys, don't know his name, is eating a candle as Napoleon passes out. And then mm-hmm. they send one of their guys, I think Strutter, uh, is out looking for the time hole. Yes, but they, they take a tapestry off the wall. And they even say, take the tapestry down. And they load all the goods into this tapestry and basically turn it into a giant sack. Yep. And the time hole opens up and before they leave with their tapestry full of goodies, they also are stealing Napoleon's rings gold. and his and his hand, his fake his hand. His gold hand. I don't know if that was real or not. Did he really have a gold hand? Uh, I know he had a fucked up arm. I don't know if he had a fake I know that his penis is somewhere in a museum. Well, that's great. Yeah, uh, well, it you know, I guess you know, you want people to see your dick. There you go. But I mean, I know that that's in a, a museum somewhere, but they, they are, as they're walking out, they make all the French soldiers turn away. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they, they, the soldiers realize that the little people are thieves and the little people barely make it through the time hole. Yes. And the next thing we see is uh, Shelley Duvall and Michael Palin. Yes. And Doug has a boner because it's Shelley Duvall. <laughs> What? Okay, let's let's just stop there. I don't have a thing for Shelley Duvall. There was a there on the river. <laughs> there was a gal with her husband, or it could have been her father. We we couldn't really tell if that was her husband or her. Couldn't tell if it was her husband or her father. But go ahead, you you dropped for a second. And I said, you know. She's a good-looking gal. Look at her tight tummy. I couldn't tell. Nice. Nobody could tell who you were talking about. And then it, we kind of did this 
slingshotting where going back and forth or they're coming up again and it's like is that what the one you're talking about and and then you started you know hedging a little bit well you know considering the fact that she's had kids and da 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 you you started qualifying her hotness well yeah she had a great for having two kids she had a great body she was probably like a pilates instructor or something like that you know you're never gonna bounce back all the way unless you live in hollywood and that's what you do you work out eight hours a day and have personal trainers and and dietitians and all that and nutritionists and all that shit you know who is in hollywood who? Shelly Duvall. <laughs> yeah. But, she, I mean, Shelly Duvall's, it's, her face is horrible. But this, her face was not bad. And, and, <laughs> the only You're reason selling it, why, Doug. You're selling it, Doug. She was bad. The only reason why you guys said she looked like Shelly Duvall's because her skin was pasty. You know, you know what she was, Doug? What? Not great, Bob. <laughs> oh, that's, you know what? Shut up. Anyway, they land in the Middle Ages. And, but and Shelley, Shelley Duvall is talking to whoever. Michael Palin. Ma- Michael Palin. And he's talking about how he has a personal problem. And he says he has to wear a special. And right before he says what it is, the time bandits crash through their... In their wagon. Their carriage. Yep. And what was he going to say? A cock ring? I, I don't know. There's this. And then because these characters appear in a different time period as well. Yes. And yes. they have the same names. Mm-hmm. And it, it is very much a something is brought up, but it's never fleshed out what it is. It's supposed to be up to your imagination be, to keep with a PG rating. You know, right. is okay, we're not going to say what it is. And there there was no Middle Ages equivalent of Cialis or Viagra. So I'm or, assuming... Or, it, or Blue Chews. Blue Chews, yeah. You know, we're sponsored by Blue Chew. But I, I, I'm yes. thinking that it, it was some kind of erectile helping thing okay but we we find out that this was the first robbery that the time bandits have actually done okay and kevin i and this was the first time i, I really noticed this kevin towers above them yes height wise and randall is explaining how how the map works and what was the the time bandits job before they absconded with the map they were in charge of like creating things what were they in charge of creating? Like trees. And Plants. Like they that. were God's plant makers, basically. Yes. Yeah. And they got fired for making what? A big, giant pink tree that didn't smell very good. Yes. Yeah. But th- they're they're talking about what the map is and what it shows. And it, yes, shows, it shows... Go ahead. Holes that need to be repaired. Yeah. Holes of the fabric of the universe and time. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Kevin takes out his Instamatic camera to take a picture of the bandits along with the map. And this was very obviously a... Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? Right. And Pansy, which is Shelley Duvall's character's name. And Vincent. She's yelling. Mm-hmm. And they have been captured by other robbers. Yes, some other bandits on right. the road. And the the little people are looking for the robbers. And they get trapped by... I just call it a foot rope thing. I'm sure there's probably a technical term for it. A snare? Do, do those work? Is it the snare that are they all are they all on snares? Like each each one of them is, is an individual snare, or are they in a giant net like the Ewoks captured all? I think they're. Of- I think it's individual. Okay. But those appear in like so many different movies, and I just can't imagine that they actually work that way. Yeah. No, I don't think so. 
but Randall and the the head robber, they're bonding, and the robbers let them down. And Randall wants to join gangs, but they have to talk to the boss. Correct, correct. And yeah, they're they're at the camp now. They're at the camp, and there's a couple of dudes that are arm wrestling, and he rips the guy's arm off. Chuckled at that. <laughs> And he throws it into a pile with a bunch of other arms. And then there's some people that are doing a, I guess, not not archery, but a, what would you call that? A aiming contest? And, and what are they using as ammunition? I don't know. They're spitting pits at targets. Okay. And here is where we're actually introduced to John Cleese as Robin Hood. Is that what they were doing? They were spitting like cherry pits or something? Yeah, I would assume they were cherry pits, yeah. I won a contest doing that once where I spit the the cherry pit the farthest. I was was dating a chick that went to Carroll College, and Carroll College was having like a street festival, and that was one of the things that they had was a cherry pit spitting contest. And I won, and then after that, I went back to her place and I got laid. So it was like... So that's amazing. You won a contest both for spitting and swallowing. So that is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but as I said, this is where we're introduced to John Cleese as Robin Hood. And as I mentioned in the very open, uh, there were five, I think, members of Monty Python, and they didn't always get along. And originally, it actually was going to be somebody else in the Robin Hood role. because Michael Palin. Michael Palin wrote the part for himself, and John Cleese said, hey, I like that, and he kind of took it over. But even before that, when Palin, there was going to be another actor that was oh. going to play the Robin Hood role. Okay. And they actually did did film that. And I, I have a deleted scene for that. Oh. Oh. And what type of valuables might you have for that, Miss? Marion. Marion. I'm Robin Hood. Yes, I have heard this story. Isn't uh, one of you, Little John? You've heard of Little John? Yes, is that right? Here, boys. Mate, Marion here. Only wants to see our little John. Yeah, show the little John. Yeah, he's a juice to bitch. Well there, Marion. This is little John. In it, boys. Hey. <gasps> By the heavens. The size of it. Did you, uh, want to shake hands? And now it's time for Name That Porn Star. Well, that sounds like a Russian chick trying to do an English accent. French. I, okay. So I have no idea. So it it was weird because there's actually multiple porn titles called Throbin Hood. Um, Throbin Hood? <laughs> to actually find out who the actress was. And uh, she looks like she's Indian. But, oh, but okay. she's Indian, but she's also French. Okay. And her name is Anissa Kate. Never heard of her. Okay. But uh, Robin Hood wants to see their hall. And yes. am- amongst the hall is the Mona Lisa. And Robin Hood is taking their loot and he is giving it to the poor. Correct. Very much indeed. Oh, don't make... What? Well, I mean, it's frightfully kind of you. The poor are going to be absolutely thrilled. Uh, have you met them at all? Who? The poor? The poor? Oh, you must meet them. I just know you'll like them. Charming people. Of course, they haven't got two pennies to rub together, but then that's because they're poor. <laughs> <laughs> and Marion's a dude. <laughs> yeah. And the way that they do it, where Robin Hood gives an item to a poor person, 
And then Marion just socks him. Right. And he's like, you have to do that. And he's like, well, yeah, so does. <laughs> it shouldn't have, but it made me laugh. It made me laugh also. Uh, and Robin has an offer to make to the group as a whole. Would uh, any of you like to stay on a bit and help us with our work? There's still so much wealth to redistribute. Oh, I'd like to stay. Jolly good. Well, what's your name? Uh, Kit. Kit? What a jolly nice name. Well, never mind. Cheerio. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very, 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 very much. Awful people. So, is that Robin Hood or is that AOC? AOC, yeah. yeah. Wanting to distribute wealth. Correct. Redistribute now, wealth. Now it's raining and it's lightning and they start arguing over the map. But, and Pansy and Victor are being stripped by robbers. Mm-hmm. And we are, we cut to something we've never seen before, a group or a location we've never seen before. And a bunch of people appear to be looking into Dumbledore's pensive or pensive. Is that like the cauldron? Is that what you would call that? That's the thing where you can do the memories and it's like a silvery liquid. Looks very similar. Okay. And we're introduced to the evil one. Correct. And he states, is this the riffraff that the supreme being has created? Yeah. And some one of his minions, I call them minions, questions him and what happens. Well, he goes, he created you. And yes, he kills him. There, it's it's kind of a weird setup. There's like giant machines, like big generators or something. It, it almost looks like Dr. Frankenstein's lab, but with some medieval shit thrown in. Okay. And the minion who gets killed, who gets zapped by evil, his his left arm is still hanging on the, the like the the, the lever. The, yes. The switch. Yeah, that's like kind of the Frankenstein esque, correct type aesthetic to it. But yeah, e- evil has a a bit of an ego, and someone questions why he can't escape, and, and this is what evil says. Why have I let the supreme being keep me here in the fortress of ultimate darkness? Because you... Oh, shut up. I'm speaking rhetorically. Oh, of course. I let him keep me here in order to lull him into a false sense of security. Ah, oh, clever. <laughs> clever. When I have the map, I will be free, and the world will be different. How will the world be different under evil? Doug disappeared again. He's going to pop back in a second. But the way that the world will be different under evil is he has all these plans to use technology. And that technology is computers. It is all of these different modern tech things, that is how evil is going to take advantage of being in charge once and if he gets the map. Mm-hmm. And he, one of the, one of his minions sees that the little people have the, the map. One and, of, but, but as they're over this cauldron, there's one of the minions, and I'm not shitting you, looks exactly like Babu Frick. I mean, same goggles, same head, headpiece. It's almost like Babu Frick was modeled after this guy. Hey, it's me. I can't remember. I don't know how, how he sounds. I've only seen that movie three Battle times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's one of them says the little one has it. Which little one? <laughs> right. And well, then there's some mind control that goes on here. Yes. He uses mind control on the one dude who just has the Viking helmet on with the one horn that convinces them to go to a place where they will find the most fabulous item. 
and and Kevin doubts the plan. Mm-hmm. And the supreme being shows up, and the little people run, and there are two col- two two coals, two holes. Right. And Kevin takes the one on the left. Yes. And he ends up in. At first, I thought they were gladiators. No, it's ancient Greek, ancient Greece. Yeah. So, ass play. But um, uh-huh. the one of the guys fighting has a. Is that a cow head? Bullhead. Bullhead. Which this this same bullhead apparently was was used in the movie Gladiator. Yes. So Gladiator would would work. But yes. there are some weird cuts in this film. I don't know if you notice this. They're like small little jump cuts where there's like ten frames missing. And the, the a shot will just shift ever so slightly, and it's a little bit jarring. I don't know if you noticed that or not. I probably not because I'm not a student of film like you are. But in IMDb, it said that that was like a purposeful choice that that was okay. done on purpose to kind of like give that feel of an otherworldly dream type state. Oh, okay, all right. But the the cow guy, cowhead guy. Is is winning is and is about to kill the guy he's fighting and Kevin well, the, falls on the Ke- other yeah, guy. Yeah, well, Kevin falls on the guy who's got the Greek hel- Greek helmet on. Right, that kind of knocks him out. And yeah, the, the dude with the cow bullhead is about to kill him, and he takes out a little spear and tosses it. Yep. And what is that guy's name? The fireman. <laughs> Agamemnon. Yes, he's. But it's it's crazy because he speaks perfect English. Well, Scottish, sure. Yes, that's Sean Connery. Yeah, and Sean Connery looks really young. But even when Sean Connery looked young, he still looked old as being young. If that makes sense. Correct. And Kevin is chatting up Agamemnon, <laughs> and Agamemnon, uh, who take, is a re- who is a real historical person. Right. He he takes mm-hmm. the head. And Kevin wants to wait because he wants to wait for the other, for his little buddies to show up. Yes, yeah. And King Agamemnon (laughs) gives him water, but then Kevin decides that he's going to go with them. And Agamemnon returns as a hero, and people are throwing flowers. Hold on, but as he's coming into the city, there's some three guys up on top of this building, like on the gate. And, and the one guy is, like, shining this giant horn, and he's whistling as he's, like, kind of cleaning the big horn. Okay. Apparently, it took them months to get permission to, to shoot there. Horn. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they see King Agamemnon <laughs> and blow it. Yeah. Like the stupid fucking Minnesota Viking horn. Yeah. Yes. And Skull. he comes in. Yeah. He comes in as a conquering hero, and he shows off the, the bullhead. So so like, what oh. happens when he when he holds the, the bullhead over his head? Over his head. I don't know. This is a giant cock. <laughs> Just got a fucking huge package that is like front and center. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Only, only you would notice something like that. <laughs> but the, the enemy of the people is dead. And the next day, I believe it's the next day, Agamemnon is giving out sentencing Yeah. to like some criminals. No, no, no. These are the queen's courtiers and to, to be executed and that's when he's you know he's he he orders them to be executed and then reminds he says remind the queen that i'm still in charge okay okay i didn't catch that part but kevin now has a robe so he's mm-hmm. he's dressed age appropriate not age as in like number of years old you are but age as far as era is concerned correct, correct. and 
Agamemnon is showing him a shell game. Right, the, the, the three cups with the ball. Right, and I was waiting for him to like start playing some three-card Monty as well. <laughs> right, yeah. But Kevin is taking pictures of all this shit, and how how does nobody see that? Because that would be like the thing that's like, holy shit. Yes. Y- you have these miniature paintings that come out of this device that you point at people. That would have been you, like game changing. You must be a witch or a wizard or something. Yep. But it's, it's, I mean, when, when you would buy a Polaroid camera and you would buy a cartridge that would go in there, what was that? Eight? Oh, that, that's pictures? in my notes. How, how many pictures does like one of those things hold? It's not much. It's probably 10 or less. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, I remember what we had a Polaroid camera, and it was like, you better be sure that you are taking a good picture, because you only got so many of these motherfuckers. Right, yeah, it's not like today with your phone, where you, you have a thousand pictures, and it's like, most of them are shit. Correct. Plus, it also has, like, five seconds on either side of the actual picture, but... Correct. But Agamemnon um, says that he will decide tomorrow if Kevin can stay. Yeah, and it's clear clear that Kevin... It's pretty happy here. And I think he's asleep and mm-hmm. people kidnap Kevin. Two dudes with gold masks. They and, blindfold him, put him on a horse, and and ride him into this giant banquet hall. Did, do you and recognize those masks? No. They were in Eyes Wide Shut. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen Eyes Wide Shut? I have not. Uh, Watch the first... 10 seconds of that film and then you can quit because there's nothing worth seeing after that. Okay. The first 10 seconds is awesome. Okay. But uh, they they put him on a horse. Yes. And he goes up on to a little stage Mm -hmm. and is taken off the horse and Agamemnon is there. And names him as his son and heir to the throne. And there's to be a banquet. Correct. And is that the princess or is that the queen that's, that's pretty the, pissed about this whole thing? The, the queen. And apparently in historical historical fact is that this ended up, this relationship ended up in murder. I don't know who killed who. She killed him. Okay. All right. But they bring in, they, tra- they bring in like this giant cow that's been cooked and they cut it open and a bunch of plastic fruit comes out. <laughs> I was going to say, but yeah, the the fruit is plastic that uh, yes. falls out of it. And uh, but th- there's a dance being done, and at first I didn't realize how how the dance was going to shake out because mm-hmm. um, it's three it's three people, three regular sized people who are in really like I don't know what kind of costumes they are with masks and everything, but then it's they they separate. split in two. <laughs> yes. And now there's six of them. And it's like, oh, I know these guys. Yeah. And they are, they. this is the, the little people, the time bandits, and they proceed to rob Agamemnon right yes. in front of him. Yes. And and Randall is, is looking at a watch because he realizes that, that there's a time portal that's opening up and they have a clock to keep, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is the, the coup de grace, the piece de resistance that Randall gets from Agamemnon? His crown. Yeah. And then they do the, um, they take a blanket up and then they drop it and they're gone. gone. Yes. And you, you kind of feel, did you feel kind of feel bad for King Agamemnon? <laughs> well, a, a little bit, but have you, you know, the, um, uh, you have a dog. Mm-hmm. There, there's a cool thing you can do with a, your dog. Is yes. If yes. You, you know what I'm talking about? My dog does not fall for it. Really? Yeah. 
the, the whole blanket thing and then you just right. you drop it and you're gone. Yeah. I've seen someone some videos where dogs just freak the fuck out about right. that. Have you ever seen the videos of the people that put a cucumber by their cat while it's eating? No. Okay. Go to YouTube. And just It's hilarious. For some reason, these cats freak the fuck out. They're like eating or they're just kind of chilling out. And they turn their head and they see a cucumber and just flip out. It's awesome. I have seen probably at least 100 videos with cucumbers in them. Okay. None of them included a cat. <laughs> But most of them included a pussy, so. Okay, all right. Uh, you, you ready for a piss break? <laughs> uh, I'm good. I mean, I just, I. Okay, we plug. can keep going. We can, I mean, do we need to go to the lobby? Oh, uh, yeah, we can go to the lobby. Let's go to the lobby. Okay, all right, let's go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And we are now done with the uh, speech impediment part of the podcast. <laughs> okay, yes. Because I don't think we have to say Agamemnon again. But now, where are, where are they now? They're on the Titanic. Yes, and again, we are uh, reintroduced to Michael Palin and uh, Shelley Duvall. <sighs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the chick on the river, was she was a good-looking, age-appropriate for us. Do you want to talk about why you you like Shelley Duvall? No, I no, I. You sent I me a clip like... that explains it. I did. Yeah. What was the? Oh, Sir Vincent, you came for me. Oh, oh Mister yeah. Pansy, I could not have ridden faster. That was from an er- the earlier scene they were in. But... I, for, I, for, I forgot about that scene. No, even even friend of show Chris in the canoe. I'm like, hey man, would you would you kick her out of bed for eating crackers? He's like, certainly not. Okay, but they are talking um, Pansy and Vincent. So not only do you have bad taste in movies, you have bad taste in women, excluding wife of show, Jen. Uh-huh. But they're talking about the ocean. Yes. I love the ocean. God, how I, how I love her. She's so, so damn... Wet. Wet, yes. Yes, so damn, damn... Wet. I swear to God, you could drown a toddler in my panties right now. <laughs> and once again, Doug ha- has disappeared, but that was Pansy talking. And he has a thing apparently on the end of his nose. And he wants to know if, if Pansy can be with somebody that has that kind of an issue. And she actually has this to say about whether or not she can be with somebody with that kind of a problem. Of course, my love. Everyone has something odd about them. Yes. Well, I've got an enormous... Pansy! An enormous what? <laughs> she have, like, a what? giant clit? Yeah, it's like a pinky. It's like a, it's like a, a penis that comes out. Once again, another reason why Doug is a big fan of her. Right. I like those big clits. Uh, but is this where the bandits come crashing down? And, well, and he's they, about to propose to her. Yes, yes. And, and then he, they come crashing down. And he loses what? His toupee. Yes. And despite the nose thing he has, which I didn't think was that big of a deal, and his erectile dif- dysfunction, none of that bothers her, but the toupee 
that is a bridge too far for her. Mm-hmm. Because bald people are unattractive. Matt, I'm not bald. <laughs> it's a solar panel for a sex machine. Oh, you could have went with... Shut the fuck up! Yeah, that too. But now all of the little people are in tuxes ordering caviar. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I actually know a lot about the Titanic. Yes. I big, really doubt they had six little, little tuxes. tuxes on hand. Well, okay, okay, okay. Did they have a tailor on on board? They had a tailor, but they could not. I mean, you need the material. And it, it's, it would be adapting an existing thing. They're not going to make them from scratch. Okay. All right. But okay. Kevin is upset. And Randall makes a, a crack about Greece, the lowest standard of living in Europe, which I thought was a little odd. Yeah, I don't know. But Randall wants to talk to Kevin about the map because Randall has a plan. Yes, they need to go to the time of legends. In the middle of the time of legends is a fortress of ultimate darkness. And inside the fortress of ultimate darkness... The most fabulous object in the world. Give it up, Randall. Look, you and me, we've got a lot in common. Not like that. <laughs> we like a risk. We like adventure. Well, this is it. This is the big one. He cinches his hair right there. No namby pamby time holes here. We risk all, we win everything. Waiter, more champagne. Yes, sir. And plenty of ice. Which means that... What? The Titanic hits an iceberg. Yeah, this is during the day. <laughs> and the, ti- the Titanic hit an iceberg at night. Yes. And in this movie, the Titanic hits the iceberg and immediately starts to sink. <laughs> it, it sinks in about 45 seconds. And that's why I wanted you to pull this clip that we've used before. Okay, I don't have anything there. That's not not how the force works. Oh, okay, that. That's not how the force works. I thought that was for later. No. Yeah, no, and did did you notice that the the shots for the, the, the outside of the Titanic showing the whole boat, those were all from, I believe, A Night to Remember? Oh, I, no, I... No clue. Yeah. They they said that they had like one small little boat deck section and that was it. But now the, the Titanic has sank and they are just kind of in the water. Mm-hmm. On a plank. They're on a big plank. Right. And Yes. Do you think Jack and Rose could have gotten on that big plank together? Uh there's actually a big discussion about that because of the buoyancy yeah. factor. And okay. there's there's a image that you've probably seen before where all the different positions where they could have actually both been on the plank right. together. But because of just the buoyancy factor, it wouldn't work because Rose was a, a bigger girl. Not that big of a girl. I mean eh. No, and I love Kate Winslet, but she was yeah. not you know, she was not small. She's no Shelley yeah. Duvall in stature. Right. Yeah, Shelley Duvall's a rail. Yeah. But yeah, Kate, Kate Winslet, I mean, I don't want to say full-figured gal, but she was modeled proper for the times in that film. Yes. But what is it they need to do to be able to get to the the land of legends or whatever it's called? 
They have to believe in it. Oh, okay. They have to believe in it. And a bunch of them can't swim. Okay. <laughs> and then they're in the middle of the North Atlantic. Yes. And evil is doing this whole thing behind the scenes. So yes. that raises the question. Was evil responsible for the Titanic sinking? Oh, that's a great question. Perhaps. But evil brings them into the time of legends. And well, he creates this world. He creates a whirlpool in the cauldron with his big long fingernail, and that creates a whirlpool in the North Atlantic, which they all get sucked down into. And they and have then, yes. weird negative images. Yes. Which turns all of their tuxedos white. And this is a deep, deep pull, so I'll be surprised if you will get this. Okay. There is a TV show that I know you watched where somebody went to like a godlike place and their uniform turned white. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Battlestar Galactica? <sighs> yeah. Wow! I pulled that one complete. I mean, I shoved my fist all the way up my butthole, yanked down, and pulled it out, and it said Battlestar Galactica on it. Yeah, because that was when Starbuck, when he went to like the crystal place, and he came back, yeah. and his white uniform was all white. Yeah. All right. But yeah, they're now in white tuxes, but they're still in the water. And a monster wakes up. And the monster is kind of... Uh, He's an ogre. He's an ogre, right. And, and yes. who is with him? Mona. Mona! I could not find a Tony Danza Mona, Mona okay. I, and I looked okay. for it. All right. But he has, this ogre has a bunch of hot water bottles on him. Right. Is is she a chemist or is she a witch? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. She's Because she's cooking something and there's all kinds of feet, like real feet, dangling from the ceiling. Okay, like Sarah Jessica Parker feet? What do you mean? She looks like a foot. No, well, no, like... like some, yeah, I know, like they, I know, I know. Okay, they chopped off a bunch of people's feet and that's like their food, like they're curing their feet. But the ogre goes up on the, the deck of the ship and he throws mm-hmm. a net into the water and he catches all of them. But he can't pull the well, net he up. Can't, he can't pull it in. But he's got a bad back. <laughs> yeah, but who can pull it up? Mona. <laughs> Mona! Um, and Mona says that she that they can eat them and she wants the ogre to scare the little people. And mm-hmm. the first thing he does is he throws um, R2 into the pot and then he grabs Kevin and his back is giving him problems. And Kevin says that he knows a fix for a bad back. Right. Well, but being in the cauldron reminds me of like Bugs Bunny being in the cauldron and like, la di di da, la di di di. And he's like scrubbing his back. Right. Somebody's trying to cook him. Yeah. And they're throwing like uh, carrots and shit in there. They're they're slicing up carrots in there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kevin says stretching helps. And as he's on the on the, the deck of the boat, he's on his belly, and he's stretching. He's like, oh, yeah, this is great. They all pick him up, and they throw him in the water. And then Mona comes up, and the little people all hop into the pot, and then they do the, the – it's also very Bugs Bunny, Bunny-esque or cartoon-esque where they have the pot upside down, and they're kind of like walking with it, and they yes. knock her into the water. Yes. And the ogre yells, and what does the ogre yelling create? 
creates wind that moves the sail. Right. And the the little people are heading somewhere. And mm-hmm. they say, as long as this wind holds up, nothing can go wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> because immediately the ship is in trouble. It stops and it starts to rise. And it's a big giant that wears the, was wearing the ship as a hat. Well, he wasn't wearing it. He's now wearing the ship as a hat. I, I'm assuming yes, he came yes, up now underneath he's wearing it. The yeah. ship as, and all of the little yes, people are yes, huddling yes, below yes. decks. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I say, "What are the little things?" Oh, are you sure we should? I, I, are you sure we should be saying little people? Should we just be saying the time bandits? Well, I'm not going to go back and bleep out. Every, okay, fine. We'll say time bandits from here on out. I think little people is the correct terminology. From we'll, here on. We'll say time bandits. And well, I apologize to any time bandits out there if by using that other term. So the time bandits are right. huddling below decks. And it, we see this little house. And what are the little things in the house? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, no, no. They're it's from another from, movie, actually. They're it, from, they're from. Life of Brian or Meaning of Life. Yeah, they're like little elephant-type creatures. Yes, yeah. And the um, the little house gets crushed by the giant. He just steps on it. And the time bandits uh, take out the... are like ripping off the bottom of the ship. They're trying to get Correct. to the basically the scalp of the giant. Correct. And they're hitting it with a hammer. And what is that doing? Nothing. So Kevin goes to get some drugs, mm-hmm. and he finds some sleeping potion, and they put it in. What, what, do you, what do you call that thing? I called it a baffle? It's a bellows. Bellows, okay. I think so. Bellows. Isn't that, wasn't that um, Major Healy's boss? Major Healy? Who's Major Healy? I dream oh, a genie? I dream, Colonel Bellows? Isn't it, Mr. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I did not watch a whole lot of I Dream of Genie with Larry Hagman. Really? No. Okay. Well, I, I did. did not. I did not. But they use the the bellows to inject this sleeping potion into. And, uh, I don't know if that would work that way. Uh, I mean, it's not going to get. They're not going to get through the skull. Mm-hmm. And you know, the scalp will bleed a lot, but I I don't think you're going to get a lot of intake into the bloodstream from sure. there. Sure. But yeah, it's he he sits down and he goes nighty night. Nighty night. Bunny rabbit. Did you get that picture that I sent of Land Brad? No, I did not. Oh, that's... Go through your phone through the thread of our canoe thread. And that picture of the scientist from that Bugs Bunny cartoon, that's the cartoon, that's the one with the big red monster. Yeah, okay, I know which which cartoon you're talking about. And they knock over the bottle of ether, and they're running in slow motion. Go through the canoe thread and look at the picture that I sent you. And it looks like Brad kind of shrugging his shoulders. <laughs> okay. With his big droopy eyes. It's a, I'm like, I, I'm surprised I did not get any comments about that. Maybe but. you didn't send it because the one I remember is the land Brad becoming water Brad, which okay. is the leopard jumping into water because of the leopard's yes. tail. Okay. All right. Okay. But, yeah, you, the, do, you have, do you have your phone right now? Yes, I have it right here. Okay. All right. Well, just let's let's keep on talking. So, um, the giant is sleeping and snoring. So it reminds me of uh, Wife of Shojen. 
Mm-hmm. And I'll catch some heat for that. But the, okay. the the time bandits sneak out of the boat. Yes. And they run. And there's a skeleton of some weird animal. It's a crate dragon. <laughs> you can scare off sand, sand people by making that sound. Yes, but now they're walking across this wasteland. And what happens to them as they're walking across this wasteland? Uh, They're bickering. Yes, and then... They get to an invisible barrier? Correct. It's like a big glass wall. And, you know, Randall realizes that the Fortress of Ultimate Darkness is on the other side. How he realizes that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he's happy. And one of the other time bandits is not happy with him. And the rest of the time bandits want to go back. And there's a human skeleton there as well. Right. And I think it's it's not Randall. One of the other time bandits picks up or grabs the map from Randall, and Randall gets pissed. Randall picks up the skull and is getting yes. ready to fight. He throws it, and it breaks the glass. Yeah, the invisible barrier. And the other side is dark. Well, there's a big black fortress. And it's an obvious model. Right. And it's really, really tall. Mm-hmm. But evil is happy. And the lights go out, and the kitchen commercial from the beginning is on. Well, no, they first they enter the fortress. Right. They enter the fortress, and the door closes behind them. And yes, then the game show. What was the What was the game show called? Uh, your money your or your mon- life. Your money or your life. Yes. Comes on. The lights go on, and we have the the dean from Kingdom of Crystal Skull. And Kevin's parents are there also. Yeah, and it's a giant maze. It's just, yeah, it's this big, very large, very elevated maze. And I remember as a kid, this part always kind of freaked me out with the maze and the cages and the swinging of the ropes and that, which we'll get to. Um, but ge- generally, a maze is you are within walls. This is almost like an inverse maze because you are on the walls. Yes. Yeah, that's why I said a big elevated maze. Um, he, Kevin tries to hold them back. Yes. And then, then we see. Yeah. He's, he's trying to warn, uh, the, the time bandits because. It's a trap. Yes. Yes. But then, yeah, they get all the way up to these giant stairs where the game show host is and, and Kevin's parents. And he turns into, back into evil and takes the map and he puts them into a big cage. And yeah, th- after the the time bandits have been captured, Evil says that he will have the world the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Why is he waiting so long? I don't know. But don't know. Th- the one guy, and a name I can't remember, eats a rat. <laughs> yes. And they're in same, this the hanging cage. Mm-hmm. And Kevin is going through his pictures that he's oh. taken with his instant camera. Did you say he's going through his phone? (laughs) No, I say he's going through his Polaroids. Oh, okay. And yet he has a picture of the map, which we said Mm -hmm. would come back later. And there's no way with that picture that you'd be able to make out anything that's on that map. Even if you had a magnifying glass, the the resolution of an instant picture is like shit. Because you can't take like on your phone where you can kind of take your fingers and swipe apart and zoom in on the picture can't do that with a Polaroid. Yeah. And Which I, 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 I'm sorry. 
That is exactly what I was expecting him to do. And, that, and then I felt really stupid for thinking that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, there is the biggest hole in the universe right beneath them. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I, I think I dated her. <laughs> All right. Keep on talking for 30 seconds. I'm going to grab a beer while you're continuing to talk about this next part. Okay. Okay. Can, but, can I trust you? Yeah. Can I trust you for 30 seconds? Yeah. Are you going to say anything bad about me? While no, I'm I'll, I'll just talk like you've disconnected the other 10 times in this podcast. Well, it's so. not my fault. I don't know why I'm disconnected. But this, the yeah. biggest hole in the universe, it, it, it could go anywhere. And they actually use a knife to unlock the cage. And there was a deleted scene where Kevin actually got the knife from Agamemnon, which was cut out. But Randall almost falls out. And then one of the time bandits climbs to the top of the cage and he is cutting the rope. With a knife. Yeah. With a knife that Kevin gave him, which in a cut scene, King Agamemnon gave Kevin that knife. You're going to feel like such a moron when you listen to this back. Oh, really? That's basically everything I just said. (laughs) But it it didn't look like he left a whole hell of a lot of rope left to hold the cage. No. It's like when you were a kid and you've been working on your your loose tooth with your tongue in class. And you go look in the mirror and it's basically hanging on by one thread of tissue. Yeah. That's, That's what that cage, that's what that rope looked like. And they're making a rope, and I thought it was to rappel down, but that's not what it is. No. They're making it, they're lowering one guy, and they're going to swing from one cage to another cage. Mm-hmm. And and that raised the question, why didn't they just toss him? Anyway. Um, so <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Are we talking about dwarf tossing? Yeah. That's from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Have we ever pulled the Lord of the Rings dwarf tossing no. clip? Are you sure? I'm positive. Where he says, you know, we'll never talk about this again. Yeah. No, we've never pulled I, that clip. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty, pretty positive. Sure we, okay. But right. they, they they swing to from one cage to another cage and then from that cage to another cage. And the rope holding the cage that everybody else is in is just about to give. Mm-hmm. And then... They go to the next, and then finally one one of them gets to solid ground at the other end. Yes. And they start ziplining over. Mm-hmm. And Randall is the last one in the original cage. And then it's Wally, I guess, is, yes. is the one who's well, in the next cage over. Wally's kind of like the second in command. Okay. He's got, the, he's got the pirate hat and the beard. But Wally falls. From the original cage, and he grabs the rope, and then the first cage gives way, but Wally has survived. Yes, and, they and then, pull him up. Yeah, Kevin says all they need is the map. They're like, they're like. Well, no, Kevin's like, hey, look, or the, the the yeah, the 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 time bandits are like, okay, let's get the fuck out of here. We know where the hole is, and Kevin's like, no, man, we got to go fight evil. He's got the map. We got to go get the map back. Yeah, they need to get the map back. But in Randall says they they know where the time is, so they don't have to do it. Evil has a map, yeah. Just everything you just said, so I just did what I blamed you for doing. But Randall doesn't care, and Kevin points out that evil will destroy the world. And question: Why is all of evil stuff covered in plastic? Yeah, I don't know. 
And here we get uh, could that hold, could could that have something to do with the parents? The co- yeah, the couch cushions. It, it could, and it, and it when we get to that part at the very end, mm-hmm. uh, the director actually said something about this. But here we get what evil's ultimate plan is. Okay. No lesser work than the overthrowing of creation itself. We will remake man in our image, not his. We will turn mountains into sea, and the skies into rivers, and fjords into deserts. And it kind of goes on, but they actually cut back to the Time Bandit, so you can't hear the rest of it as he's talking about technology, technology, technology. And the Time Bandits are sneaking up onto where evil is, and... Evil turns one of his guys into a dog. <laughs> right, to be able to guard the map. And it's not, that's not a watchdog. No, it's not. That's, that's a big, hey guys, how you doing? I'm a big, stupid dog. I'm going to lick your face. Yeah, that's, that's actually that. the type of dog in the Looney Tunes that has that, that voice. Yes. But Evil wants to know about computers and, uh, Kevin opens up the door to where Evil is. And then Evil says he also wants to know about the fission reactor. And the dog starts to freak out. And wh- who, what was the minion's name that Evil turned into a dog? Mm, I don't know. But he, he says to be quiet. And then Evil wants to know all of the evil things, including this. Show me more, Robert. Show me. Show me. Subscriber trunk dialing. I must know everything. Do you know what subscriber trunk dialing is? No. I thought it was some kind of like telemarketing thing. Okay. It's not. Um, what subscriber trunk dialing is, it's how phone calls were made without the assistance of an operator assigning a country code or an area code to a number. Okay. Which honestly doesn't really seem that evil. <laughs> no, I guess not. But, uh, Kevin takes a bone from a skeleton and throws it, which the dog chases after. Yes, they distract the dog. They get the map. Um, and then one of the evil sees what's going on, and he turns one of the time bandits into a pig. He's got a pig head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got to tell me when you want that clip. But um, what, what what clip? The pig clip. Oh, the squeal like a pig? Yeah. Right now, man. Play it. Okay, I I let that play out a little bit longer than you probably wanted for a reason. Okay. At the very end of that, there is a tonal shift in the way that Ned Beatty is screaming. And that's either when um, the hillbilly finally penetrated his sphincter. (laughs) Right. Or when the hillbilly came at him. I don't know which okay, one it was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Neither one a good thing. No, no. Neither are like, you know, something you want to have in your mental, like, memory. Right. But now evil sends, like, some really tall weirdos with horns coming out of their heads. Like Cow skeletons. Long... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Big, long. I mean, what are they, like, eight feet tall? It's It's hard to tell compared to the time bandits, you know, yeah, for perspective. I, sub- I mean, they could have been, I like, sub- six feet tall. Right. And then a a horse skeleton stops them. And uh, the the time bandits are hiding and the minions are are searching for them. And Kevin says that the time bandits have to get help and come back. 
and mm-hmm. Kevin will hold them off. Why not just leave? Uh, you because, got the map. Uh, I, I think it's because of, you know, Og, who, who's the pig. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got to switch him back. And also, they don't know that evil can't leave. Right. And okay. the, the pig stays with him, and mm-hmm. Kevin and Og r- run into evil, and Kevin says to, to call off his minions or he will burn the fake map. Right. And but the 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 guys the the tall robe guys with the, the the cow skeletons or whatever the fuck they are are shooting Roman candles out of their eyes, <laughs> and evil blows all of them up, including yes. the dog. <laughs> they, uh, I was right when I saw that I was like, wow, I I can't believe they did that. They killed the dog. How upset is Matt going to be? Yeah, and then he turns Pighead into a full pig. Yeah, full pig now, and then uh, a tank comes through the wall. Yes, and World then War II, American Sherman tank, knights, Roman archers, a spaceship, a, a spaceship, yes, and then cowboys. And evil is not really impressed with this turn of events. Mm-hmm. Sir, this is the best the supreme being can do. <laughs> I guess we'll have a lynching, eh? <laughs> Once again, probably not something that holds up. No, in probably not. modern settings, but uh, the the Roman archers fire, mm-hmm. and evil blocks the arrows, and then well, that was be no, that's after it's the the cowboys lasso him, and then he turns into an amusement park ride, and starts spinning, and, and then a little knife comes and, out of his head, yes, and cuts the ropes, and they all go flying, and then the archers fire arrows at him, and he turns into a giant tomato or a pincushion. Or, um, not Veruca Salt, um, what's her name from, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? The chick, the, the blueberry chick. That's yeah. Veruca Salt. Is it Veruca Salt? Okay. Uh-huh. <coughs> no, 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 no. No, the bubblegum chick is, turns into the giant blueberry. Okay, well. The, the girl that likes to chew bubblegum all the time. Is that... I've been chewing this piece of bubblegum for 14 months or whatever the fuck she says. I don't Weird movie. Yeah. The knights come rushing in. Uh, evil puts on a gas mask and yes. releases what's some Zyklon B. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it looks like mustard gas, but because it's cause wh- it's where yellow. the horse is fine. Well, I don't think I think it's more of a just like a smoke screen. I think that's what it is. Yeah, but then why why are all of the knights off the horses? Then? Because they all ran into each other and speared each other, and and then the horses were just fine. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then the tank come the tank. Randall fires and evil deflects it. Mm-hmm. Then we have the spaceship. Tanks don't do anything. Evil starts controlling the spaceship and the tanks. And then we get something that is very sad. For, yes, a giant pillar crashes and lands right on top of Kenny Baker. I lost our two. <laughs> I added a little something there at the end of your clip. <laughs> That's what went perfect. Evil is about to kill the rest of them. He's like getting ready. What is his arm? Like his hand starting to glow or something? Yeah, he, he he's. I, I said he's about to go for the death blow. Yes. And he just blows up. Well, he's turned into a statue first. Yes. And then okay. he blows up. And then the giant floating head reappears. And now God is wearing a three piece suit. No, hold on a second. This is the, the guy who is playing God. That is his own three-piece suit that he right. brought. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not a it's, no. It, that's just a comment on it. And, and it's a bad suit. Oh, well. It's better than a three-piece suit I own. Yes. But he turns, the, he turns the pig back into a, a time bandit. Yeah. And I actually, the, the guy who plays God, he, he kind of, and he probably shouldn't, except other than the fact he's British, he reminded me of John Gilgood. The, the butler from Arthur. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the pig is turned back to normal. and Is that Sir John Gilgood? I'm sure it is. If you actually look through the uh, the IMDb stuff, almost everyone in this movie is a sir. Okay. <laughs> like all the all the Monty Python guys. Um, Connery. Uh, Connery. Yeah, almost all of them are. Okay. Um, but they start cleaning and R2 well, is well, still they, dead. Yeah. No, they make, but he makes them come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. When he, he meets Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that they that Disney Films is hiring the guy that did, did the deep fake? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good well, call. Good uh, call. Uh, we'll we'll see. It's like I, you got to understand that whoever was working for Lucasfilm. Or, you know, Disney, but still under the Lucasfilm part of it, had to, like, use whatever proprietary or specific tool sets that they use. Mm-hmm. So this could be that the guy that was that did it on his own was using a better tool set that will not be available to him. But, no, I mean, it's, it's a great story. It really is. Yeah. Did you also see that there was a poster that was... Oh, what's... <sighs> given the green light by Disney of Luke and Grogu. No. And Gro- Grogu is like sitting, standing on this platform that is floating and he's got his arms up and it's all the pieces of the lightsaber are kind of floating. And then there's Luke behind him and Luke is using the force and holding a yellow kyber crystal. I did see a thing with uh, a picture with Grogu with a yellow lightsaber, but I didn't see a thing you're talking about. Yeah, it's super cool, and the and that's what Ray has, and the Kyber crystal. What's the yellow stand for? Come on, nerd. No, it's like neutral. Yeah. Well, I thought purple was neutral. I thought Mace Windu was purple. What meant that you could control both evil, dark, and light. No, as far as I know, that's neutral. I mean, it's it's like a gray, like the gray Jedi. But um, Randall is he's lying to God, basically. And then God says, no, I gave it to you. You didn't steal it. Yes. And Kevin has to sign something for God. It's like a non-disclosure. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to sue. Right. And God wants every bit of evil put in a rubbish bin. No, it's not a rubbish bin. It's a post office. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and that was his, that the guy who played God, or the Supreme Being, yeah. that was his idea. Yeah, but it's a it's like a post office, which Majigger. Um Yeah, they have to clean up all the chunks. Yeah, they they intended God intended for them to take the map to basically test evil. And and Kevin is pissed at God for or the Supreme Being for letting all these people die, and he has this question for God. Yes, why do we have to have evil? Ah, I think it's something to do with free will. Oh. Not really much of an answer. No, not really. But and yeah, they, they, they want their old jobs back. Well, they should do something very extrovert and vengeful with you. 
Honestly, I'm too tired. But I think I'll just transfer you to the undergrowth department. There's bracken, small shrubs, that sort of thing. With a 19% cut in salary backdated to the beginning of time. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah, thank you. Well, I am the nice one. <laughs> and then all the time bandits are, are leaving and... Well, before that, they... they the supreme being is saying, "Don't lose any evil. One drop will turn you into hermit crabs." Yeah, and there is one bit of evil that's kind of underneath. I think that spaceship, the spaceship or the tank. Okay, and but Fidget, who's played by Kenny Baker, he wants to bring Kevin with them back to work on creating shrubbery. Right, and, and the supreme being says no, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Fidget says. Because he's sad. Yes, he's sad. But yeah, Kevin has to stay. Uh, All kinds of smoke gets blown around, and then Kevin wakes up in his bed, and the house is on fire. Yeah, Kevin's getting, he's getting hotboxed in his room. Yeah, right. And firefighters bust in his room, and one of the firefighters is... King... Sean Connery. Yes. (laughs) But Kevin still has his uh, instant pictures. Mm-hmm. And we find out that the fire was started by the leftover evil that was in a little oven. A little toaster oven. Yeah. And the mom and dad touch it. <laughs> well, yeah, Kevin's like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's evil. It'll blow you up. And the mom and dad touch it and they explode. And this was mm-hmm. actually a thing that was, you know, between the, the, the people that made it and the, the writer director. They wanted this change. They did not want the mom and dad to die. And he said, no, that's kind of the whole point. Just well, with the plastic thing where you talked about before with evil stuff being covered in plastic and the parents stuff being covered in plastic, the parents are evil. Well, and they showed they did a pre-screen with kids and they asked the kids, hey, what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, when the parents blew up. Okay, oh. keep it in. And so Kevin is an orphan now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the fire truck leaves. But he, he and, he's the have, boy who have, lived. Have you ever seen a fire truck leave a scene with their sirens on? <laughs> no. but In this movie, you do. But have you ever also seen a, a thing where the the smoke from a fire goes down back into the oh, fire? <laughs> no. For some reason, the, the shot at the end is going in reverse, and the smoke okay. is going back down into the fire. Okay. And then the music comes up over the the over pictures, and it's the George Harrison song that we talked up about before. Yes. So, well, let's do this one first. Well, this may sound silly to you, but kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture: defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Ding ding. Eh. Okay, no. this is a tougher one. Did this movie hold up? Sort of. Okay, I will agree with you on that. And and here's and that is a very weaselly way of doing it, but <laughs> I was very worried going into this. I know you were. I and, know you, you expressed for weeks how you were worried about this film. And did I love it? No. Did I enjoy it? It was it was fun. It, sure. And there were things I laughed out loud about. Was it a great film? By no stretch of the imagination. But was it was it a children's film? Ah, uh, it was a British film. Yeah. Okay. 
Because as a kid, I remember thinking, this is a kid's film. And, and there's probably a lot of stuff that I didn't understand seeing it as a kid. And there's probably still, you know, British colloquialisms. Did I say that right? Colloquial? Colloquial? Agamemnon. Yeah, yeah. You're getting close. Colloquialism. That I didn't, that I didn't understand. Yeah, and it is... Uh, Jen would have hated it. Jen would have fucking hated this song. I guarantee it. It, it is okay. It is not a film that everybody would like. I get that. Okay. And it, it, okay. it doesn't say anything about the person that likes it or doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. But, and, and as far as recommending it, which is the next question, it would be, it would completely depend on the person. Sure. Um, it, it, it is not something I'm in a hurry to watch again. No. But will I potentially see it sometime in the future? Maybe. This will probably be the last time I ever watch Time Bandits because I've watched it with my kids. A okay, couple, two two years ago. See, you have no excuse then because you saw it two two years ago. I haven't seen right. it in like thirty years. Okay. Right. So, any last thoughts on the film? No, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of glad we did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's why it's like fuck Jerry for not <laughs> participating, and right. he should he should have defended this film. He should have been like when we're walking into this movie. Here's why this film is great. And that's well, not the reason I picked it, but still fuck Jerry for not participating. Well, it was interesting. There, While we were canoeing and sitting around the fire, a, what would you say? 35% of our conversation revolved around the podcast? Easily, yeah. It was a surprise that we talked about the podcast. And it wasn't much. us bringing it up. I mean, it's no, not like we're we're, not. we're pushing the, the narrative of like, oh, no. we want to talk about our shit. No, it's like other people were talking about it. But the consensus was, Matt has bad taste in movies. <laughs> All right. All right. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. All right. You want to go first? I go first? Yeah, not a lot. Um, really? Yeah, I just. Survivor. I've, well, no, well, big, Australian big Survivor. Yeah. Survivor South America, or South Africa, I'm sorry. Um, okay. Big Brother. And okay. then I started watching Spiral. What's that? Uh, Spiral, it is like the... Oh, 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 yeah, the... the Saw. The, yeah, there you go. And I've seen all the Saws. So, okay. Um, it actually is is decent. Um, okay. I, I've seen like the first half an hour of it. Chris Rock is kind of given free reign to be Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is almost like a Chris Rock stand-up really? show. Okay. Um, and I've, I've enjoyed what I've seen of it so far. Okay. But that's basically it. Okay. Well, I watched A Quiet Place 2, which I, did we talk about that last week? <laughs> a little we bit. Very briefly. Yeah. I, I finished watching it. Definitely left it open for A Quiet Place 3. Okay. Good movies. Um, I watched, uh, I started watching The Bounty with Mel Gibson and Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Um, it might be a podcast someday. That was the one that I was saying, I started watching this movie and there's lots of boobs in it because there's lots of boobs in it. And it's PG, but it's native boobs. It's like opening up a National Geographic. Okay. Except there's some hot boobs in it. Okay. Uh, Black Widow, uh, I watched, which was... I don't know if I would watch it again. And I was honestly, as I was watching the movie, I was honestly thinking, I don't know if I'll watch this movie again. 
Was it was that because you were angry because of the situation though? Maybe also because it was just just the whole experience sucked. And I'm so used to watching either a movie on my iPad or snuggling up on the couch where we snuggle with blankets and pillows and shit. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I watched HBO's got a new documentary series called Music Box, and their first episode was Woodstock 99. Okay. Okay, you want to see some boobs? Watch that. There is a shit ton of tea, of not teen, early 20s boobs. Because that's a big thing that they focus on with the sexual assault. Chicks showing their tits. And chicks, um, they're showing footage of, of girls surfing on the mosh pits and stuff. And guys just ripping off their clothes and grabbing oh, wow. their tits. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's it. The people who promoted this, it does not make them look good. But it's really, really good. Because I remember, the, the not the 69 Woodstock, because obviously I wasn't born yet. But the 94... Woodstock, the 25th anniversary, and having a ton of FOMO with that. Okay. Um, and then not going to it, and I knew some people that did go to it, and they're like, yeah, it was cool, but I'm not a concert person, but at that time, a ton of FOMO. Like, man, I, I should be there, and then I didn't go to it. Um, but it's good. It's really, really good. Uh, caught up on the Bad Batch. There's one episode left. They kind of twist the knife in your back with this last episode. So I'm interested to see how they wrap this up, if they keep it open for another season or not. Okay. Um, the movie Downhill with Will Ferrell and Julia Louise Dreyfus. Okay. Louis it's Dreyfus, an indie, yeah. indie, indie film. Made me very, very uncomfortable because there were some parallels that I see with my relationship with my missus. Okay. Um, not as extreme as that, but some some eerie similarities. I was like, this is kind of cringy. Um, we've been watching the Olympics. Oh yeah, I have watched um, zero hours of the Olympics so far. It's not a fan. Not a fan. Not like like when you were a kid. Do you remember being all excited about the Olympics and that's what you talked about? And now it's just like super woke and commercialized and just, ugh. I mean, it just makes me want to gag myself. It's like, ugh, this is just, it's, it's the whole Olympic committee. It's like a criminal organization. Oh yeah. The IOC. It's like, FIFA. Oh, Oh, it's horrible. And these cities that get the Olympics, that just end up going bankrupt because they've had to build all these fucking sports complexes and dorms and arenas oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about the fact that, you know, we are probably going into another lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it it's probably coming. And the fact that they had the Olympics and the reason they had the Olympics is is all about dollars, all about the yeah. IFC. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with what's right or, you know, looking out for people's safety. So, yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, the like the 2024 Olympics or something like that, like, the, uh, the city in Australia got it because they were the only city that bid for it. Well, I mean, that would be the best thing that could happen, would be, like, nobody bids for it because it is, yeah. it's, it's a giant grifting it's a cr- operation. It's a, yeah, it's a criminal organization. Um, I started watching the second season of this show on Netflix called Black Summer, which is a zombie show. 
Man, it's good. I remember watching the first season. It's not your it's not your mother's zombie show. It is super intense. Um that's all I gotta say about that. And then last night we watched the newest Tomb Raider movie with the chick from um Ex Machina. Yeah. Machina. Machina. Alicia, Alex, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. She kind of screams like a bitch when she's fighting or when she's getting choked. I've never seen the Angelina Jolie ones, but I know I, I'm somewhat familiar with the Laura Croft video game series where sure. she's kind of a badass. This chick, she's like, eh, eh, eh. Like, it's just like, that's, I don't think that's who Laura Croft is supposed to be. No, she gets a, she gets a lifetime pass for Ex Machina alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I know I recommended that film to you. Mm-hmm. And is low budget, but that film is, Awesome. If you've not seen Ex Machina, watch it. Yeah, I mean, there are very so few films where I'll, I will stand behind and say, this is a great film. Yeah. That is a great yeah. film. Yeah, I've seen it three times. It's yeah, it, good. it's good. Okay. And that's it. That's all, that's all it. I've been watching. Only those 50 things. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for, you know, I'm a big fan of Ted Lasso. I'm trying to convince my missus, <sighs> hey, let's watch this show, but you need to watch the first season, which I would most certainly watch the first season again. But now I think there's been two episodes of the new season, and if she doesn't watch it, then what I'll probably do is just wait for the whole season to drop and then binge it. Yeah. No, Ted Lasso is one of those things where it, it didn't click with me, and I'm only so many episodes in. I think I'm like four in. Yeah, well, yeah. And everybody said, oh, no, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that commitment because Jen actually asked me about that. It's like, what about Ted Lasso? I've heard so much about it. I'm like – it's okay. It, it's it's not it's not this end all be all that people have made it out to be, unless it becomes that, and that's possible. I don't think it's an end all be all, but it's it's a very happy, good natured show that just kind of makes you feel good watching. That you're really you're really kind of rooting for this character or characters, and that's what I like about it. That yeah, some bad things happen, but at the same time, it's like well, nobody's getting murdered. The world's not ending. Nobody's getting cheated on. It's just, it's just kind of, you know, it's a good story. Yeah, I, so. I'm just waiting for Jason Sudeikis to come out as like he's a child trafficker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because people are equating the fact that you know Ted Lasso the character is so positive, and mm-hmm. that means that Jason Sudeikis and I, I, I know nothing about him. I've liked him in other things. I think uh, we're the Millers or whatever the um, Jennifer Aniston thing was is awesome. That was not, that was not him. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It was that's um, absolutely that was, it is. No, it's the dude that was in the office. No, it's not. It's not Sudeikis. Are you gonna owe me another five dollars? You want to bet another five dollars? Yeah, I will bet you another five dollars. It is not. It's Ed Helms. No, Ed Helms Williams. is the drug dealer. In we're, we're the Millers, Jason Sudeikis. Sure? Okay, that's ten dollars you owe me now. <laughs> no. It's, well, it's, actually, it's going to be a wash because it's Joey. No. That well, okay. The, is, is this going to be like the 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 fifty dollars or the hundred dollars you're not paying, um, Jerry? <laughs> well, we don't. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. We don't need to talk about that. Let's, okay. No, I, right. I need to alt tab back to my notes here. Um. So, do you have a? a it's a question. Okay, it's, a, it's question. a question. So, it's been so long since I've been on this fucking board. Which where uh-huh. it's it's not the vanilla ice thing. It's it's not where do you stand? Vanilla ice. That's that's when I have a question for you. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Actually, no, that is you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, mine is the oh. uh, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> How's he gonna answer it? I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, it just ends. Yeah. Okay. So, super simple, easy question. What's better? To be able to write a $1 million check or to receive a $1 million check? Oh, easy. To be able to write a $1 million check. You think so? Absolutely. You think so? To to just be like, to live in this, okay, hey, I can do whatever the fuck I want and... Because you've got fuck you money to write a one million dollar check, or that you're making twenty grand a year working behind the counter at something, and all of a sudden you get a one million dollar check because you helped a guy change his tire. That 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 changes it, but it doesn't change my answer. Okay, and and I'll I'll rationalize it down. At the top of this podcast, I talked about how I got had a three thousand dollar bill for my fucking car. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is a decade old. Okay, I can pay that. Yeah, the fact that I can pay that is awesome to me. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I'm coming from. Okay, I'm guessing you have the opposite. No, I, I to be honest with you, I really don't know. Um, be, I, I, while we were driving home from, God, I can't even remember where I was tonight. Oh, we went to go pick up my nephew. Uh, he's spending the next couple of days with us, and we're and my nephew, who lives kind of in the area that I'm talking about, he says, "Hey, we're driving past this street right now, and on this lake where this guy is building this twenty-three thousand square foot house." Wow! And my son goes. Why would you need a 23,000 square foot house? And I'm like, well, it's probably got like a half court basketball or, or half, wait, half court basketball court. Um, probably has, you know, an indoor pool, probably has a uh, theater room that seats 25 people. I mean, but still, I mean, I've, I have customers that have 12,000 square foot homes. Wow. And it's like, wow. This is a big house, but it's, you know, it doesn't take me, I don't have to pack a lunch to get it from one end of it to the other. It's a big house, but it's, you know, it's, it's a 12,000 square foot house. Do you need that? You know, I'm, I'm pretty okay with my 2,600 square foot house. I, I, you know, I've got a little bit of, oh, you know, my kitchen is too small and my, and my three car garage is too small. Oh, poor me. My three-car garage is too small. Would I? Would it be awesome to have a five-car garage that I could park five cars in and still be able to walk all around them? Absolutely. Do I need that? No, man. It's. It's. I think you run into the issue, and that's one of the reasons why I got off of Facebook is because the awesome things that I was doing didn't look so awesome when I was looking at the awesome things that other people were doing. I was, I was comparing my life to them. And that's, you know, when you start comparing, and you can insert any word into this statement, comparison, jealousy, envy, it's the thief of joy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's very, very valid. But I look at so, it as, I, and I, I understand 100% where you're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. My biggest competition 
is myself to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I look at what I've done, what I've accomplished or whatever, finger quotes, in my life. And I'm disappointed in what I've done. Sure. But I'm still at the same time happy with what I've done. Okay. And when I said sure, I'm comparing myself to you. Like, I know where you're coming from when you make that statement. I mean, there are things that I, I wish I could have done or I think maybe I should have done. But at the same time, th- I things could have ended up being much, I don't know, worse isn't the right word, but I, I could have had less wins. I could have had less successes than I've had. And, you know, I I know that, you know, we were at your place Thanksgiving right after uh, the year after I got married and a girl from your class basically said that she was surprised I had not done more with my life. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it shouldn't have, but that stung a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, in, okay, you know, y- you are smart or you are good looking or whatever it happens to be, what you've done with, with, with the, the tool set that you've been given. I, I realize that I haven't done as much as I possibly could have done with what I was given, but I've still, in the grand scheme of things, done okay. Sure. And, and you know what? You, it's, there's no point in living in past regret. You got to live in the present tense. Because because the present tense is where you are. You can't change anything about that. All you can do is change your future. Um, yeah, I live in present regrets all the time. Sure, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, if people, if, you know, people see me what I what I do, and they're like, "Yeah, that that seems about right." Great, fine. It's could I have done more with my life? Yeah, probably. But I'm pretty happy, man. It's you know, it's I make a decent coin and and have a good job and can do what I do. But going back to the original question, you know, having fuck you money, how happy does that make you? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it makes you happy in and of itself, but it makes it a lot easier. Sure. It removes some of the variables because you can't be bankrupted by a medical condition if you have fuck you money. Right. Right. But, but, you know, you know, a $3,000 like car, thing is not going to fucking put you in the poorhouse. Right. Pancreatic cancer is going to kill the guy who's got fuck you money or the guy who's working behind the counter. Yeah, but up until that time, which would you rather be? Right. Yeah, because you could get hookers and all kinds of cocaine. And you can get it that, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to die. I'm going into hospice next week, but I'm going to fuck five women at the same time. And when I go into hospice, I'm going to get all kinds of fucking drugs that make my end way more comfortable than sitting in a shitty hospital bed, maybe getting a morphine drip, drip and maybe having somebody come and check on you every two hours. Yeah, and my drugs you have to cut with like a, a credit card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we... Um, I, I don't have any uh, feedback. I do not either. So time for the next thing? Yeah. Oh, that's not it. It's right next to it. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Three degrees to next week's movie, and I think I like it. All right, so I kind of given you some clues uh-huh. about a three-hour-plus movie that was on HBO Max. Yep. Did you do any digging? I started, and then I'm like, no, I'm not going to. Okay. Do you have any idea? No, I do not. Okay. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you three. Okay. 
All right, but you'll have to you'll have to guess which one it is. All right. Okay. All right. John Cleese plays Robin Hood in this week's film. He plays Maurice Walpole in 1988's Parting Shots. Ben Kingsley plays Renzo Lucatelli in that movie. Kingsley plays Mahatma Gandhi in this 1982 Academy Award winning film. Gandhi? (laughs) Okay. All right. Shelley Duvall plays Dame Pansy in this week's film. She plays Olive Oil in this 1980 movie. Popeye. Okay. Donald Moffat plays the tax man in that shit show. He plays Lyndon B. Johnson in this 1983 Oscar award-winning film. Reds? Nope. The right stuff. Okay. Okay. Sean Connery plays the fireman in this week's film. He plays Paul Armstrong in 1998's Just Cause. George Plimpton plays Elder Phillips in that film. Plimpton plays Horace Wiggum in this 1981 Oscar-winning film. Just said it before. You just said it. Reds. Yes. Okay. Okay. So of those three, which one do you think it is? Oh, if I had to know you, I'd say it's the right stuff. Yeah, baby. We're doing the right stuff. Which I watched, and I've got all my notes done. <laughs> can I? Can I just watch uh, from the Earth to the Moon again? <laughs> <laughs> it's. You're going to be shocked how great this film is. You know, the thing is, that whole thing fascinates me. That whole... Mm-hmm. And that's why I loved From the Earth to the Moon. Yes. And it's why um, For All Mankind is... Like, I'm I'm disappointed it's not over. Right. I, I like the beginning of it, but I don't like kind of where it went. Okay. Uh, but yeah. it, it'll be interesting. Isn't... Um, uh, is it, oh, does, is the one guy in that, you know, that was in Apollo 13, wasn't uh, Ed Harris? Yeah. 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 Dude, sorry. it's, it's, you're going to, it's, it's a, it's a cattle car of stars. Okay. So yeah. I need to have you pick a number between one and four. Three. Sorry. You say that uh, every say time. That yeah. Every, yeah. Every time it's, a, it's that gay laugh. Uh, so there are, there are four movies left on my mm-hmm. list. One through four. Okay. Three of the four, I, I absolutely am a hundred percent sure of. Um, and I think we've actually mentioned every single one of them on the podcast before. Okay. And this one is, uh, is Trashy Lady with Amberlynn and Shadrillin on that one? No, no. Um, it it is, I, I I don't have the director's cut on that, but, um, it is, uh, That'll be interesting. And this, I mean, none of the ones, there are five movies I have left. Okay. There's four, and then it's either the good or the bad. All right. Okay. So, um, I mean, and so the right stuff, it's going to be somewhat of a historical lesson. Because what was the one with lots of boobs? Was that Reds? Lots of, no, that was the Bounty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of historical inaccuracies. Okay. But it's still it's still just done so well. The music is amazing, and uh, like I said, you're, you're gonna be like, I know that dude, I know that dude, I know that dude, I know that dude. It's just, I mean, it's just chock full of big stars. Three hours, though. It's a lot. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna cut in my Big Brother time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if we're doing a podcast next week or not because I am leaving Saturday morning for a three-night, four-day trip 
I'm going so, off the assumption that we are not. Um, if, if if we do, that's fine. If we can do it Thursday, maybe. Um, we'll you know, see. don't don't push it. I I have alternate. I have other stuff in place in case you can't. You're gonna do one. You're gonna. Are you gonna do a a uh, what's the word that you a treasonous podcast? <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna uh, let's stop shedding listeners podcast. <laughs> okay. This is, okay. Go ahead and just take us on out. Okay. Hey, everybody. Matt's wrong, <laughs> but thanks for listening. We appreciate it. If you want to look us up on Facebook, which I'm not on anymore, but I will still get your messages. Uh, Betamax Rewind with Matt and Doug on Facebook, or send us an email, betamaxrewind at yahoo.com. You want to do the podcast a favor? Tell one friend. That's all we really want is you just tell somebody, hey, you want, you know, something good for your ears to just listen to that's mindless. Tell them to start at Eddie and the Cruisers or whatever, you know, or Officer and a Gentleman or Risky Business. You don't want to start at the beginning because that's boring shit with Red Dawn and no fucks and no cunts and cocks and eating pussy and all that shit. We get we, we kind of hit our stride at like episode 20 or 30. You think, Matt? What do you think? I, I don't know what episode it was, but there's definitely a varied shift. I actually listened to... The first half of the Porky's podcast. Okay. And, you know, it, it, it's interesting because there's definitely an evolution of things and we get better, but we also like, we, we just kind of relax into it. And I think that's part of where we are now is we're, we're kind of comfortable in the podcast skin we sit in now, where it's like, yeah. we, we know our roles and, yeah. you know, you know, I'm in charge. And it's your podcast, but I'm the one who ultimately has, like, God control over everything. So it's all good. Right. Zero fucks given. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Um, Just when they... I don't know. I got got nothing, man. Good night, everybody. You don't have an out? No, I don't have an out. Okay. See everybody in a week or two weeks. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. With, With the right stuff. It's on HBO fucking amazing. I'm giving away you know, at the end of the movie what I recommend it and all that shit. Yes, I recommend it. Watch the right stuff. It's great. <laughs> My monkey.